Once you're done listening to this, go on over to turnbuckleflowbacks.com or rantemradio.com to listen to Turnbuckle Throwbacks, hosted by Phil Ray and Dave Megapowers. They throw back on classic wrestling, events, professional wrestlers, and many more. Their show is on iTunes, Stitcher, turnbuckleflowbacks.com, and Rant EM Radio. You can listen to full episodes on all those sites mentioned. Once again, that's turnbuckleflowbacks.com, Rant EM Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, turnbuckleflowbacks.com, Rant EM Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, TurboCoFrobox.com, RantDM Radio, Stitcher, and iTunes. Go give those guys a listen. They're good people. Hey, MSR. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, do you like geeky things? I love geeky things, Chunky Larry. How much do you love geeky things? I would say at least a seven. A seven? That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do you know where you can get geeky things? Um, I mean, I, I have a few places on the internet I go to. Um, well, the one place you want to go on the internet is geeksoftheindustry.com. Because it's got geeks at the beginning. Oh, that, that that's a good point. Geeksoftheindustry.com, you say. What is that What is that about? What is that? Well, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got cartoons, movies, music, video games, wrestling... You know, anything that's geeky that you're into, you'll probably be able to find at geeksoftheindustry.com. I can watch all of those things? No, no, no. It's a podcast website. You listen to things. Oh. Ooh, podcasting. You can download them from the website, or you can, you know, subscribe to one of the shows on Stitcher or iTunes. What was that website again? That's geeksoftheindustry.com, my good friend. I'm going to go right now. Yeah, sorry, my brother. You've got to get your own. Twenty-three of 2016. I'm your host, Donald Smith. And this I'm is James Larson. And uh, it's been a little bit since we've last talked. Um, not bad, right? You right. good things happening. Yeah. You're gonna be uh, James. Uh, he's been a hopping fool lately, but yeah. he'll be that. Won't, I'll, I'll be changing Monday. So uh, no, I, I honestly think he personally likes it. He likes doing uh, one uh one legged uh. I like doing one legged worm. <laughs> one legged worm. 
Okay, so we got some interesting football things to talk about, playoffs, and we will be getting a team in L.A. It's just a matter of a team or two. And uh, the, we had our NCAA playoff, which, um, ugh. ratings, not good. Really? Hell of a game. And we have some interesting project uh, projections for the next year's top 25. We'll get into <clears throat> hockey. Um, Blackhawks had an amazing 12-game winning streak. Um, well, they lost, well, the last two games they've lost, the Tampa Bay, eh, that was close. Yeah. But I heard the Panthers, the Blackhawks, look like shit. And we have uh, NBA standings, and we have a firing that just makes me shake my head. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into NFL. Last week, we had the, the the division round of the playoffs. Well, first of all, what we'll do is we'll do wild card. Yes. We started off the battle with the Chiefs, 30, Texans, 0. Yeah, well, I was watching that game. The Chiefs, first play of the game, ran back at kickoff. I think it was like 108 yards on kickoff return. Yeah, things just didn't go Texan. It's two times Kansas City said, here you go, have the ball. And the next play, what does Texans do? Here you go. No, we don't want the ball. Right. Steelers, 18, Bengals, 16. That game was actually a lot of, like, we caught some of that game because, like, I think we were doing, I don't remember what. We, we were doing. actually doing a D&J. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we, um, we actually caught that game. That was a, it was actually a good game. It was a good game, but, again, the referees got their way. Of course. And Cincinnati um, got fucked again. Cincinnati got fucked again, but. Steelers go in 18-16. Part 2 of Wild Card Weekend. The NFC side. Seahawks-Vikings. Seahawks 10. Minnesota 9. Wide left. Yes, wide, wide left. Blair Walsh. That's his nickname. Wide left. Blair Blair Walsh. Walsh. Yeah. This was a game that, honestly, the Vikings had their chances. This could have been... This could have been... Um, they could have had 12-15 points. Right. I mean, Seahawks just looked... Dumbfounded. I mean, they were calling timeouts when they shouldn't be calling timeouts. Yeah. This this was not their game. No. And it's sad that Seattle had to win this game because I just have a feeling now that they're going up against the Panthers. Panthers just did a fucking and they saw what they did to fucking uh the uh the Panthers did to uh was it uh Panthers uh well Panthers play but anyway well yeah. the Panthers did play the Seahawks spoiler alert. Packers, Redskins, this was a close game, but in the end, a couple interceptions, Packers got their way. 35-18, Pack. So, the division playoff, the division week. Kansas City versus the Patriots, because Kansas City won the wild card game. Which I was, I was pulling for Kansas City in this game, because I'm tired of seeing the Patriots every fucking year. But you gotta, you gotta respect you do. The, how Belichick runs that team. You do. And it's interesting, we had this conversation off the air, what would hurt the Patriots... Them not having Brady or them not having Belichick. And honestly, Belichick knows that offense and defense like it's the back of his hand. Yeah. I think if they had Tom Brady in as a coach, I think they'd be good. But Bill Belichick's the type of guy. He's like Vince Lombardi. He yeah. gets use out of everybody. Right. They'll pick up guys that they shouldn't pick up, and they'll do wonders with them. Yes. One touchdown score, Patriots 27, Chiefs 20. Chiefs got a touchdown. They kind of fucked up the last three minutes of the game. Got a touchdown, but as you know, the onside kick, not really, uh, not the greatest um, recovery rate. Well, any year, apparently, but. Yeah, it's not, I, I think more people recovered onside kicks than uh, uh, hit PATs. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm joking, don't get pissed at me. Patriots 27, Chiefs 20. For the hard tack game of the week. Oh, 
And we actually have another thing we're going to be talking about because because of this game. And I have I actually have a theory about I have an idea, and I want I have two ideas, and I would love to hear your opinion on James. I hate it. <laughs> well, apparently this guy's gonna be hitchhiking one legged to hold on to the thing afterwards. <laughs> okay, Hope you can pay with pennies. Yes, I'll pay with pennies. Cardinals twenty six, Packers twenty in overtime. Um, Cardinals they had this game won, and they, but they won it. No, 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 no. They had it won in regulation. Fucking Aaron Rodgers. Hail Mary throw. Touchdown. We go into overtime. No. Second time this year. Second time this year. First time with the with the Lions, which if you want to hear me rant about that, check a couple episodes ago. Yes. So we go into overtime. And one of the rarest things, oh, yes. the guy, he did what he was supposed to do. He threw the coin up in the air, and it didn't flip. Yes. Went up, like Newton's law. It went up, and it went down. Well, Aaron Rodgers, like the bitch that he is, wanted to change it. It was heads, and he wanted to change it again. Flipped it this time, kept the same rolling. Cardinals got it. Cardinals threw a fucking, uh, Palmer, Palmer should have gotten sacked. But he fucking, like, shoveled past. Or no, he threw a regular pass yes. to Larry Fitzgerald, who had, what, an 80-yard run? Yes. And then the next play, they shoveled past it. Touchdown. Cardinals win the game, 26-20. This game, not so much the... The, the coin toss thing, right. but the overtime. As you know, people <clears throat> are pissed because of, you know, it's one touchdown or it's none. Right. So, I heard a guy. Now, this is my idea. This was actually a guy from Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports Network. And I forget the guy's name. But he talks right. to David Kaplan about that. So, how do you feel about the one of two overtime rules, James? Plan, idea number one. You do what college does, but you have kickoffs and punts. So instead of starting on a regular yard line, you start off with a kickoff, mm-hmm. and it's they score, then you have to score. They score, you have to score, until finally one team scores and the other team doesn't. So it may go as many rounds as possible until one team scores and the other team doesn't. Right. So it's like college, but with the kickoffs and the punts, and you actually have to bust your ass to get a touchdown. Okay, now two. Two. You play one full 10-minute period of football. At the end of this period, if the score is still tied, then go to a second overtime, and in that second overtime, whoever scores first, whether by field goal, safety, or touchdown, Sunday. Okay. Well, your your thoughts or ideas on it. I like the first one because, I mean, it's pretty much college. I like colleges, but I like colleges, but I like the fact that you get kickoffs and punts. Right. So it makes you wonder: Should you punt? Right. Or you know, it, it it pretty much it makes the coach really have to think what the fuck he's got to do. Right. I agree. Um, that's a tough one because you don't want to you don't want to be like you don't want to be like college, but then no. on the same token, it's different because it's not like college. Well, like I said, it makes you wonder: Do you punt? Right. Do you trust your defense to where you can punt? Your defense can stop him, and by the time you get the ball again. You pray to God you can score and then make your defense fucking defend it or maybe score and pray to God, okay, we scored, okay, then we won the game. Right. Um, I'd say I'd say the college one I like better, actually. Yeah, because 10, 15 minutes, I mean, how many times have, how many times have you had a – I mean, the last couple of years, teams have tied. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it might shock you, but the, you can have those 15-minute periods where – 
not a goddamn thing happens. We like to think that if you gave a head overtime period where it's a free-for-all where whoever is winning by the end of the time is a winner, but you might have an overtime period where, like, in the old days, or like what it is now, right. no one scores. Right. I mean, you got to realize, you go into overtime, players are probably tired. Um, you could have kickers missing chip shots. Right. You know what I mean? You put a lot into the fact. Whereas in the college one, whatever you do, as long as you score and stop them on your defense, you win. So I I, I, I agree with that, actually. The more I think about it, I like that idea. Too. Yeah. That was, like I said, a guy from Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports Network. I was going to say, I know they did that Pro Football Talk on TSN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, well, that, that one is like the fantasy thing. Right. Um, Seahawks versus Panthers. Now, I had to uh, go over our producer to just replay the pay for something. This was Sunday. Yeah. And I had to drunk. Yes. So I couldn't answer my phone. Well, as I'm driving, my phone, mm, like five or six times. Uh-huh. And I read the text, and it's James, and it's, it's 7 nothing Panthers. It's 14 nothing Panthers. Holy crap, it's 21 nothing Panthers. It's 28 nothing Panthers. It's 31 nothing Panthers. Oh, by the way, Donald, we're still in the first half. I'm thinking, it's over. It's done. Right. I come come back to James's. I think you're playing Madden. And we're we're screwing around on Madden and 2K. Flip it back. It's 31-14. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then it's 31-21. Okay. You know, whatever. 31-24. But thankfully, the Panthers were able to... Uh, onside kick. They recovered it. They sat down. They got the victory. 31-24 Panthers. They will be going to the NFC Championship game. It'll be in, in Carolina yes. against... The Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Now... Uh, this is going to be a fucking shootout. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think... But I think I, think, I just I, I think anybody's gonna win it. Yes. Well, wait, hold okay. your opinions on that okay. one. Then our AFC games: twenty-three sixteen Broncos over the Steelers. Broncos at the top seed. Okay, so yesterday they were showing highlights of the game because I think we were just we, we had a lot of stuff we were doing that mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. No excuse. We, we were just doing all kinds of stuff. Madden. I think we were watching some stuff on YouTube. We had to help somebody out with something. Yeah, we did. Um, we were doing so many stuff. We were fucking busy. And I didn't realize Peyton Manning threw a lot of fucking passes that were in guys' hands, and they fucking dropped it. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I got thinking that after the game was over with, I was like, I just, I know he just, he was under concussion or whatever, or whatever the fuck he had. Foot he, two. Foot, foot contusion or whatever the hell he had, but it just makes you wonder how much of the team is in sync with Manning and not with Osweiler. Oh, yeah. Well, um. Because Osweiler started most of the season. Yeah, that's a that's wow, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about that, Jay. I mean, you know, people you don't realize that. Yeah, rhythm with one quarterback, and then all of a sudden, oh, your other starter is gonna come back. They're, that's gonna fuck up, throw off your. It's kind of like the year, the. Uh, it's kind of like the the year that the Bears had Grossman and uh, I believe it was Hal Orton. Grossman started most of the season, then Orton. Yeah, he, he helped the team win, but I mean, in essence, right. the team was. Actually, better with Orton, and then they went into the Super Bowl. Oh, we're going to throw Grossman back in there now. And the first two games, they didn't have a problem. Grossman right. looked great. Right. Then that Super Bowl, Grossman forgot how to catch a snap, which in the regular season, Grossman <coughs> did that a lot, but he just did it more in the Super Bowl. 
I have a comparison. Uh, it's kind of like the, the one of the last years the they had. Uh, I think it was '88, '88 or '89. Uh, football. They had a they had the they had a strike, but they still had a season. Bear that Bear team got into the playoffs. The Bear team kicked ass. Sean Payton was the quarterback, and they went to the either to the division or the I, I can't remember how they did things back then. So I don't think they had a wild card until what 2000 something. Yeah, either 99 or 2000. No, might have been 2000, 2004. Okay. And well, what happened was by the time the playoffs started, guess what? The NFL Bears were back in. Right. And you just got this vibe that like the NFL Bears just did not give five fucks. Right. And it makes you wonder if that they would have continued the strike. A lot of people think that year that Bears team probably would have won the Super Bowl, even though it's a strike season. Right. But yeah, I agree with that. You know, people, you don't. It's like. We get pissy on pitchers, but you'd be surprised. Some pitchers, like Maddox, he didn't have to worry about who his catcher was. Right. You go out there, you tell him to throw a pitch, he's fine. Right. And some pitchers, they got to have Jorge Posada. Right. They got to have Ivan Rodriguez. They got to have a David Ross. They got to have that guy. There's, He knows what they should throw at the right, right. moments. And like you said, receivers, maybe Osweiler would throw the ball – when Manning was throwing it too late. Right. Or throwing it too early. Or too early. And and, and then again, um, not to shit on your idea, because I do like your idea, you know, how many times have we seen in football, Bears, <coughs> every team, balls in a guy's hands, they fucking drop it. Yeah. But I, I've I, seen it on here. Well, yeah, and Madden happens all the time. But I actually, I like your, um, your, uh, your thing on that. Because it's like... And I didn't think about that. But, um, so... Prediction time. Fucking prediction time. Yes. AFC Championship. The 305 game on CBS. And Pitbull's not involved. Because it's 305. <laughs> Only a handful of you will get that joke. Patriots versus Broncos. James Larson, you will do the first AFC, and then I'll be first for the NFC. Okay. Um, this is in Denver. Yes. I think I read somewhere where, Pate, where Tom Brady is 2-6. In Denver, mm-hmm. I'm going with Manning and the Broncos, and they're in back in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I, as much as the Patriots, I can see Den, uh, Pate Manning, win or lose, and it's Brady versus Manning like 800. Um, 17. This will be the 17th time. Really? Win or lose, a lot of people believe this will be Manning's last year. Last year. And people are doing the John Elway. Well, John Elway's last year. I don't know if this will be Elway's last year, but... No, no, no. But I'm talking about when he was a quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, remember, he was yeah. it his last year, he went against the Packers and beat them. Um, I believe it was either Packers or the Falcons. But uh, anyway... It might have been the... I think Rock it was the Falcons. 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 <laughs> but uh, anywho, I, I think Manning is just going to tear it up. I think Manning's going to play out of his ass here. Well, yeah, because he doesn't. If this is his swan song, he's gonna want to go out. But now I'll say this: if the Patriots win, I can see it being a blowout. If the if the, if, if the Broncos if the Broncos win, this can be heated. If the Broncos win, it's gonna be by a touchdown or nine points. I like the fact that there was a guy that came out and said after the whistle blows, they should just the Broncos should just light up free for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Bronco defensive players that I. I if they, if they get a chance, they're going to kill fucking Tom Brady. But I think Manning wins this either by 7 or 9. I, I like the Broncos' chances. I say Broncos by 10. Okay. I think the Broncos' defense is going to step up. It's at home. 
Brady doesn't play well apparently at um at uh Well you just pray to God you don't at uh, Denver. You just pray to yeah. God you don't wake up a sleeping giant. Because yeah, if Tom Brady gets a chance, you're fucked. Yeah, no shit. So okay. if the Broncos get their throat uh, foots on the throats, they need to, they need to stay on, on it. Yeah. Um the NFC game. The Arizona Cardinals versus the Cle oh, Cleveland God. Carolina Panthers. Cleveland Panthers. <laughs> this was two teams played last week, of course, no shit. They all played last week. But they both played sloppy. One yeah. team started off thirty one nothing and then fucking won thirty one twenty four. And I love that the guy from uh Oregon, there was a guy that tweeted about something he was like, uh Carolina, you might want you might not want to be too competitive. Well, and, I, and my dad said that my uh my dad called because he was like, "You guys watching the game?" And my dad's like, "What the fuck?" He goes, but don't keep your foot on the throats because if you don't, the Seahawks they'll take any chance oh, they get. Oh. I'm sure as shit they did. Um, and the Cardinals though they had a seven nothing <laughs> lead. Oh, right. no, six nothing. Two field goals. Yeah. And like nothing, the Packers came back. The Packers were leading for the longest time than the Cardinals, but then the Cardinals, like I said, they kind of fucked up towards you. But I think the Panthers win this yes. by two touchdowns. Okay. Carson Palmer's a good quarterback, and I love the story about Carson Palmer. Yes. But you just get this vibe that it's the Panthers' year. Right. 15-1. and one, Everything Ron Rivera has been doing has gone right. This has got to be Greg Olson's best year. And not that he wasn't good with the Bears. He was very good with the Bears. Problem, though. You he can't use him. Fucking Mike Martz. I'm not going to get on that rant. Newton's been hot to try. I mean, everything is going right for the Carolina Panthers. Except for they just got snow. Oh, no. They'll die. But uh, anyway, I think they do fine. I think they win by... If they don't win... Okay, two touchdowns and maybe a two-point conversion. But I have Panthers up. I have Panthers winning. This is the NFC, by the way. Yes, this is the toughest one. I think I've had to pick. I, I think this is a shootout. Um, I think if it comes down to the wire, um, which I think it will because both defenses are really good. I mean, shit, Arizona sacked Aaron Rodgers eight times in one game. Mm -hmm. and I don't think they got a sack on him this in the playoffs. But Though, but, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but there was, some, there was like five or six plays where you, they had like five guys running after him. So Rogers probably shit himself during the game. Yeah, he probably did. Uh, but uh, I I like your pick, but I'm gonna have to go with Carson Palmer. Okay. Carson Palmer and, and Fitzgerald and the Cardinals. Um, the fact that it's Bruce Arians. Mm -hmm. Carson Palmer's never won a. I think it was what he's never. This is like he's never won a playoff game. This and is the first time he's won a playoff game. Just, yeah, and, but it doesn't help when the first playoff game you play, you get fucking knocked out. Right, exactly. But um, um, with injuries. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Arizona. I just, yeah. I like their team. They got a good defense. Their offense can tear it up at any moment. Uh, Carson Palmer, probably a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I'm going with. Oh yeah. The Cardinals. His stats. I mean. Well, think about it. What's funny about the NFL, the right. NFL, the baseball, uh -huh. is in the NFL Hall of Fame, and I'm not to be an asshole, but baseball, there's a lot of guys they'll never get in. Not that people won't get in the NFL, right. but it's rare for people not to get in the NFL. 
know what I mean? Right, yeah. If the process gets right, anybody and their mother can get in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yes. Like, I think eventually, one day, uh, whenever he decides to hang up his boots, hang up his cleats, uh, Cam Newton will be Oh, yeah. If, if everything goes right, if he has... And if, if things go... I predicted this. I, and I know this is horrible. Well, you didn't say who's going to win the Super Bowl. Well, I didn't, but I said this. I had the feeling that whoever does win the Super Bowl, as hard as it is, is going to repeat. I can see them winning it the next two years. Whether it's the Broncos... I mean, for Christ's sake, the Broncos could win it this year. Yeah. Next year, most likely, it'll be Bross, uh, Brock Osweiler. I can see Brock Osweiler winning mm-hmm. The Patriots, well, what the fuck do I need to say more? They'd end up winning three years in a row. That's not shocking. It's the fucking Patriots. Right. Um, Cam Newton and the way Riverboat Ron Rivera does his shit is amazing. Bruce Arians is a great coach. And, like I said, so we could easily have a two-peat champion. Mm-hmm. Or a three-peat, depending on if the and Patriots don't, don't, I went As good as a run as they had this year, I think they went like 11-1 mm-hmm. at one point. Don't count out Kansas City. No, that, I, I tell you, the best thing that happened to them is Andy Reid. Yeah. So, getting ba- um, before we get into L.A., speaking of coaches, the I don't know if we talked about this last time. If we did, well, bear with us. Right. The, 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 the Cincinnati Bengals. Or no, sorry. Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Because he came from the Bengals. Hired Hugh Jackson as head coach. Okay, so he's a head coach. 8-8 eight eight with an Oakland team that, for some reason, they got rid of him. And I guess they got a Five or six game winning streak. Yeah, because was they, it got, like because at one time didn't uh they predict like they were like Oakland all they got they got this guy they're gonna be a shitty team this year they're gonna probably go six yeah they and ten. he took a six uh, at the most maybe three wins if not 11. six or five and eleven team went eight and eight and for some reason up oh, you're gone yeah because they got Jack Del Rio yeah Jack Del Rio which there's nothing wrong with Jack Del Rio no um he took a Carolina Panthers team that was. No, no he, Jack Jackson, he did some things with Jacksonville for a couple years. I mean, there's a reason why he was a Jack, the Jacksonville coach for as long as he was. Right. But anywho, comes out, and he flat out says, he goes, if this team is going to win, if this team is going to even sniff the playoffs, no, no, not that we need a quarterback, but we need to get rid of Johnny Football. Well, I don't blame him, because, I mean, if you think about it, look how much problems Manziel's had off, off, the, seat, off the field. You know what's funny is... And I'm not to be a prick, but you know what I think is funny is the fact that if he has a good year, <laughs> do you think people give a shit about him getting bombed? Get partying? I say it's 50-50. I mean, you're going to have your people. Of course, you're always going to have people go, what? He missed practice. Yeah, but but you're going to have your people go, but yeah, who gives a shit? He threw fucking five touchdowns. And the Browns magically won the Super Bowl. I mean, but, yeah, I, I, just, um, I don't know. Okay. So, um... <laughs> Out oh, with yeah, and the 49ers got a new head coach. Well, oh. thank you. Yeah. Out with the old and with the new Eric Mangini, who I didn't realize had a job at the 49ers. He is gone, but the 49ers did the announce. Whole coaching staff is gone. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Rarely do you see, like maybe Packers, Lions, those um, ones where it's like this coordinator has to stay. Right. Um, and the Bears have a new quarterback coach. Right. But uh, getting back to the 49ers, Chip Kelly, who we thought. Well, we landed, actually said, I think, in an episode, who wants the 49ers job? If you thought the Bat Brown's job was bad, I heard the ownership for the fucking 49ers is bad, too. He says that he landed in, he was in Boosh shit and landed in San Francisco. 
He landed in goose shit, and now he's in San Francisco. Pretty much saying the Philadelphia Jets. First of all, buddy, you go to a team, right? You go to the Philadelphia, and you say, if you let me have control, well, two years. Mm-hmm. One year we're going to the playoffs. One year I guarantee a Super Bowl. Okay. And you get to the playoffs, and you don't do diddly shit the next whatever it's year. The Bengals. I think how Lewis says the same thing. You know, honestly, how does he get a job? How? It's Half the play. I mean, there's some players that cry. They're like, ah, fuck, he's gone. But there was a lot of players from Philadelphia that were fucking throwing a party. Yes! He's gone! Get the fuck out of here! We didn't miss you. And you want this guy as your coach? You know, this is my motto. I would love... I like... You know, there are those college coaches that are like, holy shit, can we get them? But this is my thing. Compare a college football player to an NFL player. James, you're a quarterback. You're, you're in college, right? I go to you and go, you know why you're throwing all those interceptions, James? Your stance is wrong, and you're throwing the ball too low. Well, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go, yes, coach. Sure. I'll work on it. Tell that to a guy who's making a shit ton of money that his stance is wrong. This is wrong. That's wrong. You know who's going to tell you? Fuck you. I'm a millionaire. Yes. That's why college football coaches don't work in the NFL. And I'd also say the rah-rah shit, but I can't really say that since fucking, uh, what's his name for the uh, Seahawks is doing good. Because Pete Carroll's thing is rah rah, you know, hey, hey, kick your ass, rah rah rah. Seahawks are doing fine. But usually that rah rah shit. I think that's the only one really I can say he went from college to pros and actually. Actually, if there's a list of guys who did football, NFL, to college, back to NFL and had success, he's that guy. Because he did have the Patriots for a cup of coffee and maybe the Jets. And, uh, yeah. Not good. Not good. But then again, one of the teams I heard had a lot of injuries, so you know how that shit is. Um, fun fact, by the way, did you know that um, here, you know, Robert, it was the anniversary this week of Robert Kraft buying the uh, Patriots? Oh, yeah, you texted me that. Fun fact, did you know that within their third or fourth season of him owning them, that things were going good with the stadium, things weren't going good with the team, of course, and uh, attendance, that Robert Kraft threatened... To move the Patriots to Hartford. Connecticut. Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. No, Hartford, uh, Tennessee. Well, uh, it was either Hartford, Connecticut, or Hartford in No, it was, it was Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. Um, like I texted you, like, can you imagine that? The Hartford, Hartford Patriots, Patriots, or they could have... The Connecticut I would think Patriots? that I would think they would have been... They would have kept the Patriot name. It's a great name. Yeah. They've all, I mean, they were the Boston Patriots. Yeah. And then they became the New England. But yeah, I mean, they could have been... So imagine, Tom Brady would be living in Hartford. Hartford would actually finally have the championships if the whales could whalers could give them. <laughs> but yeah, fun fact. Um, Richard, not Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, running back of the Seattle Seahawks, apparently contemplating retirement. He's Seahaw- not old. Seahawks GM says he just got this vibe that like it isn't so much that he doesn't want to play for the Seahawks, he just doesn't want to play for anyone at all. Right. Um, young guy. But this year had to not be good for him. With the Seahawks, when he was healthy, Seahawks were 3-4. and four. Oh, 3 and 4 I thought they were 1-3. No, 3-4. and four. Okay, eh, 500. Yeah. A lot of teams are killed to be 3-4. and four. Without him, 7-2. and two. How the fuck does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, well, you got to realize, running backs, when they're healthy, they're perfect. And then once they start to get injured... 
I mean, that's why Gail Sayers only played a handful of years. I mean, he got kept getting hurt, getting hurt. Luckily, when he was helped, what he was able to do in that many years is amazing. But he probably would have played longer if it wasn't for injuries. Right. Running back, I mean, you got to realize. Well, he was also a kick returner. Right. But running back, you can get bad knees. Um, sometimes you, you, your head's in the wrong place at the wrong time when it comes to the tackle. You get thrown on your fucking ass. So, I mean, I can't really, I mean, you don't want to see the, I think he's a prick, but he's, he's in the category of guys that are prick, personalized, but as a player, you got to respect him. Good running back. Um, I mean, hello, beast mode. Yes. But, Skittles. shit. Uh, I mean, if he wants to call it quits, go for it. Go for it, I guess. So, nothing really new with the NFL. Oh, I'm a dumbass. Yes, Finally, L.A. gets the Rams. But, they, so L.A., they uh, 30 out of 2. 30 teams, or no, yeah, 30. 30, 30 NFL teams out of 2, two. NFL teams. 30 out of the 32. Uh, why did I say 30 out of 2? That sounds weird. 30, 30 out of the 32 teams says, yes, we want a team in L.A. One of them being uh, Jerry Jones. He said no. No, Jerry Jones said, said yes. yes. Okay. Oh, oh, I told you. There's oh, a because it's not Texas. That and then there's a press conference. I thought if, if Sam Kornecki was right there, I bet you Jerry Jones would have his tongue in his ass. We need more people like Stan Kornecki. Oh, fuck off. Right. So the Rams get fucked. And well, St. Louis got fucked. St. Louis get yeah. St. Louis gets fucked. But, but, but we think the the Seattle or Seattle St. Louis mayor is blowing smoke up okay. people's ass. Um. Well, Adam Schefter of ESPN believes she's bluffing. What is she bluffing about? She came out and said, you know what? We offered you a lot of money. And they did. Near a billion. Billion and a half. Build a new stadium. She came out and said, you know what? As long as I'm mayor, which who knows how many times, I guess she's really popular. So who knows how many times she gets reelected? Right. There will not be a team in St. Louis. So, and she says, we're going to take that money. We're going to go to schools. We're going to give it to all types of shit. And by the way, we're, we're okay. We got the blues and the Cardinals. Yes. Which so St. Louis can't be a three-team city. And then, like I said, every... I mean, St. Louis Brewers are starting to turn around. Every game isn't a sellout, but it's a good audience. Cardinals, though, every game's a fucking sellout. But St. Louis... So that... Especially when it's the Cubs. Even the White Sox at times, because, I mean, it is a Chicago team. Yes. Um... So, like I said, St. Louis... Back is is getting a team. So... Then the next day, we heard this. You texted me it, but I didn't. I, I, I wasn't sure, but then I kept hearing more and more and fucking more. Um, apparently, I guess what happened is Stan Connected came out and said, well, I'm, I'm going to have a stadium in, you know, um, Inglewood. Inglewood. And Wasn't that, that where the Rams were when they first won California? Was Inglewood? No, I want to say they played where U, uh, UFC or U, U, uh, LA Stadium. LA Memorial, you know what I'm saying? Coliseum? Yeah. Um... Came out and said, hey, so Chargers and Raiders, if you want to move, if you talk to me, I'll listen. Right. Well, they decided, well, okay, you could do that, but you got to talk to the Chargers. Okay. As of right now, it sounds like though the L.A. mayor likes the rivalry, uh-huh. having the Chargers be close. He wants a rivalry with San Diego, football-wise. But it sounds like right now the Chargers are um, going to go to L.A. pending on certain shit. So... Oh, yes! So, at first, it was talks. Oh, we might do it. No one knew, James. He didn't know. I was like, I didn't know. Watching ESPN. 
wonder uh, the Chargers are going to L.A. The Chargers just recently trademarked the Los Angeles Chargers. Right. I, I'm a dumbass, but I'm going to say that uh, they're going to L.A. Now, as for Oakland. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what the fuck's going on. As of right now, they're going to stay in Oakland for athletics. Because this is really going to help the athletics for their stadium. But now there's talks of uh, Santa Cl okay, San Antonio, mm -hmm. Sacramento, Santa Clara. And then I know you brought up London and Mexico. London and Mexico, they'll get a team, but they'll be their team. Right. Um, San Antonio, I would love to have a San Antonio team. It'd be cool. Problem is... Jerry Jones. They had to pull his fucking teeth to get the Houston Texans again. He wanted only one team in Texas. And they had to pull... I mean, he... I guess he led in the boycott and yes, can we get the fucking uh, Oilers out of Houston? Get him to Tennessee. So, the fact that they have two, they're not going to get three. Then someone brought up a good point. But what if Chicago was to get another team? I already know. I can already tell you. As of right now, it's it'd be the same if St. Louis gets a team. It'll be the Jaguars. Also, though, there's talks that apparently if London gets a team, even though London will get their own team, it sounds like the guy who owns the Jaguars has got some influences. Fulham, he owns a soccer team. The in London. Yeah. So, so, but that could be two different things because, again, he owns that and then he's from Illinois. So so he could go to be getting – Chicago could end up getting – okay, my opinion, Chicago isn't getting another football team. It'll be a cold day in hell. For Christ's sake, Chicago didn't get another NHL team. There's talks about that. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it the guy who owns the... Reinsdorf was going to buy the Coyotes. And he's either going to have... Give them... Either give the Winnipeg back their team. Or it's going to be the Chicago... What the fucks? And that didn't happen. My opinion, either go to Sacramento or to San Clair. Or San Jose. Chicago would be good for another team, but I don't think you need one. See, it's sad because we don't have... In the old days, there was like... You know, we had the NFL and the AFL. Then there was the WFL. Well, now it's just the NFL. AFL, why not have an AFC team in Chicago? Well, that's probably what would happen. Right. They're not going to have two NFC teams no, in Chicago. I, think so. I mean, look, I mean, they don't have two NF New York teams in the NFC. Right. It's Giants in the NFC, and the Jets in the AFC. AFC. So that's what it would be automatically. Just like if the Black if Chicago got a second hockey team, the Blackhawks would represent the Western Conference. And the other one, the East. I would say. Yeah. That'd be stupid if they didn't. So, actually, in essence, you could have a, a rivalry with the Red Wings, just not the Blackhawks, because it, the Red Wings are in the Eastern. Right. Blackhawks are But, uh, my opinion, go to either stay in Oakland, which, uh, or just go to California. Why fucking move to San Antonio, even though they want a team? But, Donald, the fans in Oakland will be mad that their team is leaving for a two-hour drive. <sighs> though I love Indianapolis, God bless them, I heard about them. Hey! You don't have the Rams, but you got a three-hour drive for the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the fucking Indianapolis Colts. Though this is the same team that they were in Baltimore and overnight they left. Yeah. Just putting that out there. So we don't really have anything else for uh, football. That was pretty much we had to get talk about L.A. We at for the last since we started we talked about L.A. Oh, you know, are they gonna have a team? Are they gonna have a team? It's finally gonna happen again. Our D and J goal happened. This is Madden. We get a hundred experience points. What? Uh, so we go into that too. Football. Well, we just did football. No, no, you don't understand. College football. Yes. As you know, Alabama played Clemson in a, a wild game. 
for Alabama, Bama 45, Clemson 40. Um, calls went both teams' ways. There were some goofy calls on both teams. In the end, Alabama fucking got lucky on an onside kick. Um, fucking threw a bomb for a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown. Clemson came back, scored. Clemson thought, well, well, we won't onside kick it. We'll kick it back to Alabama. What does Alabama do? Fucking return it for a touchdown. Right. Alabama wins 45-40. Um, at this point, Nick Saban, Nick Saban could go to a steakhouse and probably get a free steak. I shit you not. I mean, he has done so much shit with Alabama. He has no reason to leave. No. I mean, he doesn't. Um, His NFL career wasn't good, but again, I gave my point about college football coaches in the NFL. Um, but I think, I think he's got to stay in Bama for a long time. For him to move, he'd have to be, it's like Theo. He'd have to be bored. He would have to think of Alabama. He has done everything that he could and wants a new challenge. As of right now, I think he's fine. Did you know, fun fact, there's two car dealerships in Alabama that he owns. Really? Mm-hmm. It's Chevrolet and Saving Ford. Yeah, possibly. By the way, fun fact, you know, uh, we were talking about Peyton Manning wanting to, uh, Possibly uh, talk about him owning the Titans. Um, this was off the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't talk about it on DNJ because it could be a rumor. Right. Did you know Peyton Manning owns four Papa John's in Tennessee, five Papa John's in Indianapolis, and seven Papa John's in Denver? Hmm. Because he does those, because of him doing the Papa John commercials, he gets to own. Yes, he gets to own uh, certain franchises. Oh. Well, fun fact. Would you like to hear the. Projected top 25 college football team. This is by SB Nation. Well, how about if I give you my top two, or top three, uh, picks for top three? Okay. Top five. We'll go five. Okay, so. Okay. Okay. So one's got to be Clemson. Okay. Two. Actually, let me switch it. Okay. One's Alabama, two Clemson. Okay. Uh, three, Michigan. By the way, uh, Sports Illustrated had Michigan number three. It's, but this okay. is Sports Illustrated, but. There you go. Okay, so number four, uh, Michigan State. So I have Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Okay. And five, the Ducks of Oregon. Wow. Um, you screwed up. Well, you in your head you screwed up, but actually, if you would have said what you originally were gonna say, you would have been right. They have Clemson number one, okay. Bama two, okay. Oklahoma three. Okay, yeah. I, I, now, it's, now, I know you're on number three, but it's OK State in the top ten. OK so State in the top ten? It'd be a shame if they're not. Top 20. OK. I'm OK with that. Because OK State had a fucking phenomenal year. Um, So, three was Oklahoma. Okay. Four was Florida State. I don't see how they could... Uh, this is the stir. That's a tough one. And also, I mean, it's college football. One yeah. team, if a quarterback gets hurt, another team can swoop in there. Right. Five Michigan, six LSU, really, mm-hmm. seven Ohio State, which I mean they won the Fiesta Bowl, eight Baylor, nine Notre Dame, ten Tennessee, haha <laughs> ten Tennessee, nine Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Well, did they finish in the top ten this year? Were yep. they like nine, eight or nine? Right. So that's, that's, that's perfect. Okay. Eleven Stanford. Eleven Stanford. <laughs> Twelve Houston. Stanford should be higher because they won the Rose Bowl. Well, shit happens. Houston, apparently, they're supposed to be getting a new recruit class. Plus, will the people stay in there? Plus, will the people stay in there? I mean, uh, a lot of – Houston, 
Like, I don't know about national championships, but they'll get into a major bowl, I think. So Rose Bowl, maybe? Maybe. Um, so Houston, 12. Michigan State, 13. Okay. Ole Miss, 14. Okay. Iowa, 15. Ooh. Oklahoma State, 16. Okay. Oregon, 17. Ooh. TCU, Ouch. 18. Ouch. USC, 19. <laughs> Uh, 20 Carolina. Oh, by the way, okay, so TCU 18, USC 19, North Carolina 20, fine, 21, Louisville 22, your Georgia Bulldogs. Yours, I don't know why, they're, they're, they're only Jordans. 23 is Florida. Florida! Gators should be. Oh, okay. 24 is UCLA. UCLA. Don't they have uh, Steve Jobs' kid as their wide receiver? Mm, that, it's either UCLA or USC. And 25 is Arkansas. Uh, uh, Arkansas. Really? So no Wisconsin? Yeah, no Wisconsin. No Michigan? No, Michigan No Michigan and Michigan State were in there. Oh, they were. Okay. I must have. Okay. Um, Michigan was number five. Michigan State was 13. Okay. No Wisconsin. No Wisconsin. You can see why Illinois is not there. <laughs> um, Rutgers, eh. Oh. Well, their football team did better than their basketball. Uh... Um, NIU could have been on the bubble. Uh, NIU didn't do too shabby. They're currently in the top polls. They're like top five, I believe, in NCAA basketball. Right, but uh, football, we had this conversation. They could have been twenty. They could have been in the twenties or thirties. Yeah. Um. They would have done it my way. They would have, but they won't. Oh Jesus. Um. Texas not in there. But then again, Texas don't know who the fuck they are. Um, oh, so um, you know that calendar store we go to? Close. Everything half off apparently. Thank mother. You know, really, people. We can't, can the mall fucking keep a store for a long time? Cable Toys didn't last that long. Ah. Uh, huh. Like a year, year and a half. Maybe two at the most. Damn. Like I would have swore KB lasted a long time, but okay. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it. And, and you know what? What's funny is only a handful of these will stay the same. Um, will stay like they are. I mean, Clemson, Clemson didn't go in there in one year for the fun of it. Alabama didn't go in there in one year for the fun of it. Um, Michigan, if they're not a game away from the Big Ten, they'll be in the Big Ten Championship. It's just a matter of now, what the bowl they get. Four field, right? I think they just change it. So, like, one year it could be in a... One year it could be like an Illinois stadium. One year it could be where Ohio State play. One year it could be where Northwestern plays. One year they might put it at a neutral site, so where. I could see that being like where the Lions play. Yeah. That's so that play. was our college football take. Now, to Pete. Now this is gonna freak a lot of people out, but hey, times are changing. The National League. Maybe getting closer to bringing the dish, the, duh, the designated hitter to the NL. Rob Manfred believes, Commissioner MLB, that in 2017, all will be the designated hitter. If you love MLP pitchers to bat, enjoy it while you can, because in 2016, maybe it's final season. At a recent owners' meeting in... Carl Gables, Florida. Rob Manfred said the idea of the days and a hitter coming to the National League is gaining a lot of momentum. 
Apparently, uh, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, John Mozeliak of the Cardinals. Yes. Um, likes it. Um, and I guess the Yos got kind of likes it. A lot of NL. I get, it, it pretty much. It's rare to find an NL owner that wouldn't well, like I can it. See why, I can see why Theo doesn't mind it because if you think about it. Well, this is why I think this is why I like the, the designated hitter. Think about the Cubs. You got three catchers, right. and you don't know what the fuck to do with Schwarber. Schwarber. Right. You get the DH role. Schwarber can be in the lineup. Right. Well, let's say you have Schwarber in the outfield. Well, who the fuck's going to be designated hitter? Hey, Javi Baez. You want to get Addison Russell in there. Right. Baez, please. Okay. Uh, we want to give Rizzo a day off, but he's been hot to trot on the bat. Rizzo, you're playing DH. Bryant, we want to give him a day off, but we want his bat. You know what I mean? Right, you have yeah. all these possibilities. We're designated hitter. Well, Hayward, we want to give him a day off. Okay, well, he's DH. DH, or, you know, and I'm not saying you can't <clears throat> give a guy a regular day off. And, well, I could see that designated hitter going to that, that kid they just picked up off the free agent market, which will probably get into his attention, that Japanese player from mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. From the, no, the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Um, yeah, I forgot the guy's name, but the Cubs picked him off. Minor league deal with, I believe, a spring training invitation. Uh, good glove. Not too shabby bat. And I heard um, he's a... He's a Clown in the... Yeah, if this is the guy who I think it is, there's been a couple times where he got walk-off wins and... Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a he's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, he's... They said he's like the... He's like the jokester of the team. Um... But, uh... Honestly, I think it's really cool. Uh, you're talking to a guy who... Wait a minute. CeCe Sabathia is gonna go up the bat? Awesome. You know, we got this guy's gonna go up the bat? Awesome. I mean... You know how many times games won by the Cubs because not because of Carlos Zambrano's pitching, but because of Carlos Zambrano's bat? Right. And on one hand, I'm old school, but I'm not going to lie. You know, if time, if times are going to change, I, I guess it's got to make it. But this is my opinion. If you're going to have a DH in the National League, then fucking Edgar Martinez needs to go in the Hall of Fame. Now, I, I because everybody's got a designated hitter now. Mm-hmm. So everybody must love it, right? If you're agreeing to have a designated hitter in the National League, then I think everybody should agree that Edgar Martinez, there's going to be two designated hitters in the Hall of Fame. One's last name's Martinez. One's name's Ortiz. Yes. I agree. So that's that's my opinion. Um, His first name is Big. Middle name Poppy. Big Poppy. Which, by the way, um, the Yankees came out, and Hal Steinbrenner, um, son of George, owner of the Yankees, came out and said, you know... We don't have, really, I mean, not that it's not a rivalry anymore, but, you know, we have a lot of respect for the Red Sox. Okay. And that when David, or when uh, D- Derek Jeter said he was going to call it quits, the Red Sox had this big fucking party, and they, they honored him. The same for so then, right. they did the same thing for Mariano Rivera. So the Yankees said, you know what, in exchange for you doing that, we'll tip our, ha- ha- our caps off to David Ortiz. So the last, ser- second to last Boston Red Sox series with the Yankees this year they're going to have a big celebration of Big Poppy in Yankee Stadium. Your thoughts? Uh, awesome. I'm glad that they're deciding to put the rivalry aside. Big Poppy, awesome player. I remember, I, I remember when he first came to the league with Minnesota. Yes, he started with Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I texted you that fact. 13 years ago, yesterday, Minnesota David Ortiz Twins. made his uh, – Signed with the Boston Red Sox because the Minnesota Twins didn't want to give him arbitration. Yes. Which was stupid because look at the player he's become now. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, 13 years old. Holy shit, I was 11, 17 years old. Oh, three? I. 17. Oh, three. I was maybe five or six. Maybe. About to be 18. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean. Was, so, yeah, uh, Big Poppy. Uh, Big Poppy and A Rod are like right at the top of each other for favorite players of all time. Um, But Big Poppy, big numbers. I believe he's got over close to 500 home runs in his career. If he doesn't, he'll get it this year, probably. Um. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll probably pop, one of the best um, designated hitters in the league. Yeah, this isn't yeah, and then uh, yeah, well, like I said, we'll, we'll probably when before baseball <coughs> season starts, we'll go into stats on uh, Big Poppy. But yeah, you know, okay, you, it's funny you said that. Baseball first guys I can think of, uh, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, Pedro Martinez, Gary Sheffield, yes, Pudge Rodriguez, yes. Um, Randall Simon. I know that's weird, but I always like Randall Simon. Randy Johnson. And Randy Johnson. Uh, yeah, I like Randy Johnson. Kurt Schilling. I don't know about Kurt. Well, yeah, when he was with the Diamondbacks, yeah. Um, R- Richie Sexton. I always think about Richie Sexton. Brewers. Brewers. Um, Ichiro. Yes, Ichiro. Uh. What about that one from the Brewers? Um, uh, I forget what the fuck his name is. He was an outfielder. But, there, um, but um, oh, yeah. Alu. Yeah. Lance Berkman. Uh, I can go on <laughs> with all the guys that like. Fred McGriff. Yeah, I like Fred McGriff, but I, I, I can go on. Oh yes. So, Pete Rose, he's going to a Hall of Fame. That's not the baseball Hall of Fame. That's not the baseball Hall of Fame. The Cincinnati Reds honored him. Okay, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame is it's sacred. Yes. Only a handful need to go in there. Would you like to guess how many people are in the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame? Johnny Bench? No, 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 no. Just get a number. Oh, okay. But by the way, Johnny Bench is, so is Joe Morgan. I'm going to say five. <laughs> With Pete Rose going into the Reds Hall of Fame, he will be the 34th member. Really? Reds have had a lot of good players, Morgan, but... Yeah. Okay. Reds have had a lot of good players, but, uh... 34. <laughs> I mean, when you think about the Cubs, you think about... Santo, Billy Williams, Ernie Banks, Fergie Jenkins, Ryan Sandberg, um, Mark Grace, Greg Maddox, Rick Sutcliffe, fuck you, (laughs) Randy Hunley, um, Todd Hunley, Todd Hunley's a bad, but I don't know if I put him in the Cub Hall thing, um, you know, Derek Lee wasn't bad, no, You'd have to hold a gun to my head to put a Ramos Ramirez with the Cup Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Same as Yeah, but he's a... Yeah. With the Yeah. Then he was a prick. Yes. Fun fact, last day he was there, he always had a boombox. And the boombox, when the game ended, was fucking broken. Some people said that Zambrano did it. Some people said that Mark Pryor could have done it. Some people think Curry Wood could have done it. Oh, yeah. Wood. Zambrano would be a question mark. <laughs> I'll put Kosuke Fukudome in there before I put fucking Milton Bradley. Oh, jeez. I put Eric Carroll's in there before. We go into the NHL. The no-hit league. The no-hit league. The no-hug league. Baby would hate the NHL. No-hit league. Oh, no, it's not good. We go from... The league is not in the fucking league. The gun show. The gun show at Hockey League. We go to the Eastern Conference. Now, I'm going to go from Atlantic 
to Metropolitan. That's a great name. <laughs> and then, then we've got the center and the Pacific to the west. But we start with the east. Leading things off in the Atlantic. The Florida. The Florida Panthers. Yes. Well, wow, Florida. Holy shit. Florida is kicking ass in the Atlantic. They're in the top two. With the Panthers at one. 27-15-5. Tampa Bay Lightning, I believe, is number two. That's why it's, yeah. Yeah. 26-17-4. Detroit is in third with 24-15-6. Boston is 24-17-5 with fourth. <laughs> Montreal is 23-20-4. Ottawa is 22-20-6. Toronto is 17-20-8. Buffalo is 19-25-4. Apparently the Tatankas aren't doing good. The Tatanka Sabres aren't doing good. We go to the Metropolitan Division. There's no Mets in this division. Oh, by the way, before we go into, uh, well, after we do NHL, we have a rumored signing. Um, but it may have been, the deal might have been pulled off. We'll get to that. Just let me finish and then we'll go into the thing. You know what I'm talking about. Probably. Guy played with the Mets. Killed oh. the fucking Cubs. Yeah. And now he's most likely back with the Mets. Maybe. Oh, I gotta fuck it. So, the Mets... Are rumored to have re-signed Yoannis Cespedes. As of right now, it isn't so much that they re-signed him. It's he's looking at their offer and he's looking at the Nationals' offer. As of right now, the Nationals the best deal with a five-year contract. But I heard he is going to re-sign with the Mets. With the Mets, it's a three-year deal with the first year being an opt-out. Yeah. After at the end of the first year being an opt-out. Yes. But money-wise, Nationals are probably the better deal. Now you guys heard me say that the Cubs hired another quarterback coach. Today. Oh, Bears. Yeah, Bears. Sorry. They hired Dave Ragone from the Tennessee Titans. Ragone. Ragone. I like that. We put Ragu. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Ragone. I thought it was Ragu. So, Washington Capitals. Those capital bastards. I love their logo, by the way. Yes, I do too. 35, 8, and 3. The Ranges. The New York Ranges. And second, 26, 16, and 5. The Islanders are 25, 15, and 6. Pete's big. 23, 17, and 7, and 4th. New Jersey, 24, 19, and 5. They're in 5th. Carolina is 21, 20, and 8. They're in 6th. The Flyers aren't flying so high. 20, 17, and 8. And the Columbus Blue Jackets. How the fuck are they still in the league? 8th place, 17, 27, and 4. And the Central, with the Blackhawks coming off of a 12-game winning streak, they've lost two in a row. Yes. I don't think they're having a problem. 32-15-4. Dallas is in second, 30-13-5. St. Louis, 28-15-8. Minnesota, Minnesota. They're 23-16-8 in fourth. The Avalanche of Colorado, 25-21-3. Nashville Predators, 21-18-8. And the Winnipeg Jets, 21, 23, and 3. Okay. Pacific Division. Los Angeles, 46, 29, or sorry, 29, 14, and 3. First, San Jose, 24, 18, and 3. Vancouver, 20, 18, and 11. Arizona, 22, 19, and 5. Okay, I, I would have thought Arizona would have been actually worse. Right. Anaheim, 2016. Oh. We'll be back. Yeah. 20, 18, and 7 in 5th. Calgary is 21, 21, and 3. Yeah, I think the Flames can turn it on. Them and Vancouver in 6th. 
I'm in the Edmonton Oilers. Our night team, 25 and 5. They are in seventh place. No, it's not. Um, the best record of points in the East, 59-73. Florida's got 59 points. Washington has 73. The Kings of the um, West, the Chicago Blackhawks have 68 points. And the Los, uh, the Los Angeles Kings have 61. Really, the closest one is the Western, um, 7 points Los Angeles is. So as of right now, if the playoffs end today, Chicago would be 1. Kings would be two in the Western Conference, while Florida, well, actually Washington would be number one, and Florida would be those two yeah, in the playoffs. The West is always more competitive than the East. I've noticed that the last couple of years, um, that it's always been, the East has always been the shit league. Um, that's always been the redheaded stepchild of the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference. They've always said, whenever the Western Conference plays the Eastern Conference, there's Always a guarantee that the Western Conference is winning the Stanley Cup. Because the Eastern Conference is such a weak conference, it's not even funny. Okay. So, we go to the NBA. Before we go to a brief commercial piss break. I uh, I know, I pissed you off. Who cares? That's okay. In the Atlantic Division, Toronto is first. 28-15. Holy shit. In second, Boston, 23-11. 13, New York is 22-23. and 23. Yeah. Brooklyn is 11-33. and 33. And the how in the fuck are they still in the NBA? 76ers are in last place. 6-38. and 38. I'm looking at this right now. Their record is the worst. The second is the Lakers. Who the fucking thought? They have the Lakers have three more wins than Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's I never thought year. I never thought I'd live in a world where the Lakers would be in last. I knew Kobe Bryant would have to retire eventually, <coughs> but this is ridiculous. The Central and Eastern Division Conference, fuck you, whatever. Cleveland, <coughs> thirty and eleven. We gotta talk about Cleveland afterwards. I gotta blow up my top. Chicago. In second, 24-18. The Pacers, 23-20. Detroit, 23-20. And, 20, and Milwaukee, 19-26. So, Bulls, how many games back to Cleveland are they? As of right now, they are six and a half. So, if the Bulls would happen to go down a streak, which is possible, as possible as a bullfrog flying on my ass, it could happen. But again, it's as possible as a bullfrog flying out of my anus. Yes. Nice graphic image there for you, Greg. Southeast of the Western Conference, of Eastern Conference. Atlanta, 26-18. Miami, 23-21. Washington, 20-21. Atlanta, 20-22. And Charlotte, 20-23. If the playoffs ended today, Cleveland would be 1. Toronto would be 2. Atlanta would be 3. Chicago would be four, Indiana five, Detroit six, Boston seven, so Miami eight. Yes. So if this, if the Eastern Conference playoffs started today, those are your stats. Western Conference, the Oklahoma City Thunder from down under, thirty-three and twelve. Wonder if they're firing their coach. I mean, they're thirty-three and twelve. That's a horrible record. <laughs> no, I doubt Scott Brooks is getting. No, I think action. they're gonna fire him. Honestly, twenty. Oh, thir- thirty-three and twelve. I bet you Kevin Durant hates that that number. 
Utah. Yeah, 19... they should be 45 and 0. Yeah. 19 and 24. Portland, 19 and 26. Denver, 16 and 27. And in last place, the Timberwolves, 13 and 31. This is the what? This is the northwest part of the Western Conference. Okay, so no Golden State. Thank you for saying that. Golden State, who's getting Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr had a back surgery recently and had horrible complications. But Steve Kerr, if it wasn't last night's game, it was the game before, I believe, returning. is returning. Oh, um, Golden State, 40-4. and four. Oh, that's, that's terrible. 40-4. 40-4. They're probably going to fire Steve Kerr. There's a reason why I'm getting sarcastic. You'll see why when I'm done saying all these divisions, because my mind just is fucking... They're going to fire Steve Kerr. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna get Tom Thibodeau. You imagine LeBron with Tom Thibodeau. Oh, shit, oh, they'd be no. killing each other. <laughs> L.A. Clippers, 28-15. They're in second. The Kings of Sacramento, not of Anaheim, 1923. <laughs> Phoenix. Remember a couple years ago they were going to move to Anaheim and the fucking owner got drunk and said no? Who? Sacramento? The Kings. Yeah, there's talks of them being the Anaheim Kings. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they, they died real quick. Phoenix, 13-31. The L.A. Lakers, 9-36. L.A. with Oakland booty. What? Southwest Division of the Western Conference. You did the motorboat, didn't you, as the mouse dies, motherfucker. San Antonio is 38-6. Memphis is 25-19. Dallas is 25-20. Houston is 23-22. New Orleans is 15-27. If the playoffs ended today, Golden State... Playoffs ended today. The playoffs... The playoffs started today. If the Western Conference playoffs started today, I'm a little drunk on potatoes. <laughs> it's not my fault when this asshole makes chunky, chunky chocolate chip cookies. Golden State would be number one. San Antonio would be number two. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma would be three. L.A. Clippers would be four. Memphis, five. Dallas, six. Houston, seven. Sacramento, eight. Who would have thought of a world where the Clippers would make the playoffs but not the Lakers? Now I made a joke. Now I made a joke about guys with good records getting fired. I wonder why. Why am I making this joke? The the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are thirty and eleven. The Cleveland Steamers. (laughs) Thirty and eleven. The Bulls would kill to be thirty and eleven. Fire their coach, David Blatt. Blatt. Would you like to know in the past couple years what his total record? Was with Cleveland. I think shit. I fucking read it the other day. Wasn't it like three seasons, right? I believe it was three. Cleveland fans, Cleveland fans are getting pissed. It wasn't three, two, two, two. But I think it was three. Sixty-nine and ninety-three. No, actually, eighty and forty-three. Okay. Why would you fire him? You ask. Because the king of kings, and he doesn't have a sledgehammer, decided he is it. I don't like him. And it's funny that the assistant, a lot of times when a coach coach gets fired, the assistant gets promoted. But in this occasion, it helps that the assistant's best friend is LeBron. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm so fucking happy Derrick Rose doesn't have that type of power. But then again, when you fart and get hurt. Well, technically, if you think about it, he kind of does because he has the power of who comes in as a free agent, apparently. I want a guy who farts and pulls his ACL to do that, and I don't think so. 
But anyway, well, um, think about it. He yeah, I know. He tried for Carmelo, but I heard that was a... Which I'm happy that he didn't get Carmelo, but I heard he didn't even try then with Carmelo. He's like, eh, come to Chicago. Right. Um, anywho. And there's talk that Rose is going to be traded to the New York Knicks. For a bag of basketballs. I would fucking, I would accept it. I wouldn't care. I would take your last draft, whatever the fuck the last round is in the uh, NBA. I'd be my, like I was text, like I I would take us, like, like 10 of those. It'd be my lock. It'd be our lock. Fucking Rose would get traded for Carmelo Anthony. It'd be our luck. A dick for a dick. So, anyway, um, let's put it this way. LeBron hated David Blatt. There'd be times where they'd call a timeout, and David Blatt would be talking to the players, and LeBron would be far away from him. Do you think LeBron, LeBron pulled that shit with, uh, um, what's his name that's coach? Not Thibodeau, but Hoiberg. Fucking Derrick Rose has got Hoiberg's balls, okay? That's true. In his purse. Okay. The only one he wouldn't be able to get away with was Steve Kerr, but everybody loves Steve Kerr, so I think LeBron would love Steve Kerr. Uh, the guy for Duke. Uh, Coach K. Coach K. LeBron probably wouldn't throw a bitch fit because everybody loves Coach K. Coach K's not leaving. Coach K's not leaving. But I'm just saying, though. Talk about coaches where LeBron yeah. would be okay with. I think he'd be okay with the, um, the guy from Kentucky. Yeah, Cal Perry. Cal Perry. Um, but... LeBron, and apparently they said a lot of the players agreed. This is my thing. I bet you there was a lot of players that liked David Black. Obviously, they must have. They're 30 and 11. They're not 11 and 30. Well, you got to think, too. They went practically the whole end of the season last year without Kyrie Irving. Right. So I'm thinking that. And they made it to the finals. LeBron James has a big power stroke. Now, I bet you there were players that probably wanted him to stay, David Black. Because, yeah. again, 30 and 11. 80 and 43 in three seasons. That's not bad. No. Um, could be better, but not bad. No. Um, thinking because I didn't one he wasn't he the coach wasn't he the coach before LeBron got back. I want to say he had one year before LeBron. And then two and three, not too shabby. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, but it just like there's footage of LeBron like they do something. LeBron would just give him this like stink eye. I told you there's one thing where something happened and LeBron James. You could read his lips and they didn't blur it out. He might, as well, he might as well said fuck off. Well, he did. He said fuck off. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Thank God LeBron James is in a bull. I remember a couple years ago with the big three. Derek Rose, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron. Oh, my God. And really, the big three, in my opinion, is in Denver. If you think about it, and there's no big three, but that type of team that can win multiple championships. You mean Golden State. Fuck! I did it again. This is what happens when they have the same color. For years, Golden State had, like, what, a war horse? Yeah. And they were orange or black. Now they have the same colors as fucking Denver. Yellow and blue. Um, but Golden... Uh, God damn it! Golden State, not the Golden Nuggets. Golden State, um... Golden State has the team to win it for years. So they got Thompson, uh, Clay Thompson, Stephon Curry... And, um, isn't it Andrew, not Andrew Bogut. I forget who their center is. But, but yeah. David Lee. Used to be but, David. you know, what the scary, the scary thing is, they're probably still going to get better. And that's scary. That's scary. Do they break the Bulls record yes. at this point? Yes. Honestly? And the, and the watch is on, apparently. For oh, yeah. That, for that, because, I mean, shit, they're already freaking... 
Um, they're already what forty and four. Yeah. At this point, at honestly, this, um, at this rate, I don't think they care. If they do, what they don't. Right. And at this point, how? Um, at this rate, how can you not be happy for them? That record has lasted what? Oh, and, and twenty years. Twenty years. The Bulls aren't like the Dolphins are. They're not gonna if they, if they don't get the if the Nuggets don't get that record, they're not gonna fucking smoke cigars. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could. I don't want to. I that went about the Dolphins' undefeated team. That's a rant that could last hours. Apparently, that's not a safety. In what league is that not a safety? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, go fucking sack his ass again. Anywho, again, they, the Bulls will be happy if they break it. Honestly, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Steve Kerr's a great person. There's no douchebags on the fucking uh, Warriors like there was the Miami this Heat. This would be Steve Kerr's, what, six championship rings? No, because he only won, what, three with the Bulls or two? So fourth or fifth? Yeah. First as a coach. For, second. And who would... Yeah, second, to be a second, because yeah, he had him last year. And who would have thought a player would go... To Coach team and this was a guy who, you know what he was doing? Sitting on his ass doing play-by-play for Team Pete. Right. He was, a lot of people were like, well, you know, he might make it past two seasons, maybe. Two. Right. And this is his second. Oh, no. Yeah, second. Second. And he's probably going to last until he either calls it quits or, again, I've done everything I could with Denver. But fuck, Golden State. I want to try. Well, we got the best record. We need to fire Apparently, the ownership of the Cavaliers and the ownership of the Browns is the same guy. That's all I gotta say about that. But uh, on that note, I think Denver. Fuck! Golden State. Golden State! They'll be fine. Um, Six, maybe eight, if things go right. I mean, if Stephon Curry can shoot threes like he does, everybody's fine. He doesn't fucking miss. Everyone's and then and then going back to you talk about fucking hockey. In this twelve game period, the Blackhawks didn't have one fucking game where they shouldn't have won. So every so game that they won in the twelve wasn't Patrick, wasn't Patrick Kane versus all it was the whole Blackhawk team. Believe it or not, I mean even Crawford looked good. Yeah, you you texted me one night like there was one game where he gave up a goal. It was like two to one, two nothing, and he gave up a goal to like oh fuck here we go. And after that, he Panthers couldn't do diddly shit off the Panthers. Uh, not Panthers, sorry. Uh, Lightning. I'm saying Panthers because it's uh, uh, sorry, no, 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 no. Uh, Predators. I'm, Predators. I'm sorry, Predators. Um, but yeah, I mean. So on that note, we're gonna take a brief, and I mean fucking brief break. We come back. We have a st- we have an NXT review, yes. an NXT signing, and we're gonna talk about our favorite matches from the greatest show on turf, <laughs> known as Monday Night. Monday Night. Monday, Monday night, night ball, ball if you're Bo Dallas. G'day, it's Josh Armour from Wrestle Radio Australia. Join us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and FNX.network for interviews with great Aussie pro wrestlers like Triple A's Australian Suicide. I'm just really happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. Adam Brooks. Becoming the RCW champion, that, that really meant a lot. And great names from the States. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Plus, more than 20 interviews on our YouTube channel. This is Brian Alvarez. This is Scrap Daddy himself, Scrap Brian Adam Pierce. A proud member of the FNX Network. It's Wrestle Radio Australia. Hello, 
my name is Donald Smith. I am the co-host of Shellpot Theater, along with Greg Jones, and sometimes joining us from uh, DJ Sportscast, James Larson. What is the point of Shellpot Theater? Pretty much this: we do the we find the worst of the worst, the stupidest shit we can find, and make comments during it. It's playing time. You can watch the show while we're watching it, or for shits and giggles, just listen to us tear it apart. We do anything from YouTube videos to bad wrestling to really, really god-awful shitty movies. Pretty much, you you give it to us, or we find it, and carve it apart. We are the Shellpod Theater, and we are part of the Shellshock Network. If you're using drugs, you're digging your own grave. There's no hope. With dope. Well, let me tell you something, dude. One place I'm not banned is Butts and Seeds Podcast, brother. My main man, Frank Harris, and Josh the Thunder from Down Under Armour review WCW Podcast, man, and they're from the 90s. Blackblood's music, it's fucking hilarious. He looks like the combination of Kane and the members of Doom, and his music yeah. sounds like a breaker from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> <laughs> There's also interviews and special episodes, man, and you can get it for free, brother, on iTunes and Stitcher. What you gonna do when butts and seats run wild on you, man? Celebrity voice impersonated. We are back with the wrestling portion of the show. A very short show, but you know what? Who gives a shit? Um, Maybe in two weeks we'll have a bigger show. We'll probably end up having a bigger show because, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, and I am proud to say we will be going to a wrestling show. So we'll have the Super Bowl, we'll have a wrestling show, we'll have a whiskey drink. We'll have a whiskey drink, we'll have a vodka drink. off the top of our head from the wrestling show, from this wrestling show, we are going to see... Abyss, Eric Cannon, Sammy Callahan, Rob Van Dam. Um, those are only stars that I know off the show. There's one or two that sound familiar to Ali, me. Yeah, Ali. Yeah, Mus- yeah, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Uh, AR Fox. Yeah, I think he does PWG. So, but looking forward to that. That's in LaSalle, Illinois. That's an hour and a half drive. So, on that note, so like you said, the next time show will probably be a little bit longer. So, and it won't probably be in two weeks. It'll probably be three. Two, yeah, three. Because I'm thinking right now, if we were to do our regular schedule, the next D and J would be, be on that, a Saturday. That so six. I'm not recording before the wrestling show, right. and I'm damn as well not recording before the Super Bowl. Yeah, no shit. So um, anyway, NXT NXT review from February January twentieth. Wow, it's not the us already. Twenty sixteen. Oh, our first match. Sami Zayn comes out. 
and is challenged by the Adam Rose. And what's funny is he comes out to his party music, and usually when he's been showing up, like he wrestled James Storm and whatnot, like dark party music. he'll come out to it and like, well, oh, 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 and he'll be like this, like they cut off, and then it's silent. Yeah. Well, no, he comes out in the full Adam Rose party person. What, what makes part? me yeah. wonder. Like he good. didn't have his glasses and his ponytail. He had the long hair. Right. Your teacher. So, like, what the? So I, from that E three E three sixty special, you just get the vibe that he's gonna be one of those guys that he'll, he'll have a job because of the circumstances right. of his family, but you could just tell they're like, what do we do with him? The gimmick changes each time. Yes. Um. So Sami Zayn for Samoa Yes, James. Um. Sami Zayn has fucking offensive maneuvers after having the soldier's shoulder surgery. I can speak. Trying to talk to the past here. He didn't have a shoulder boy, a shoulder soldier boy yes. surgery. He had shoulder surgery. There we go. This match was okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn. Return, for returning Adam Rose, who's been in NXT before, but first it's, match it's in been NXT. A, it's been for this year. Yes. Um, he didn't do the Huluva kick. He no. didn't do the Red Thunder. Blue Blue Thunder bomb, bomb. But he won with that, uh. Koji, Koji Clutch. Koji Clutch. We see, uh. Gargano interview talking about his match later on against um, Samoa, Samoa Joe, talking about how he's gonna beat him and how he's here to stay and blah he blah. He said blah. pretty much said that Joe, like he's like yeah, if, Ch- if my partner Tommaso Ciampa can go toe to toe with him, I can. I can go toe to toe with him. We see Gable and Jordan outside the NXT arena talking about their new tag team name. And we find out that it's the American Alpha, which sounds fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and, and that they will have a match next week against uh, Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy. And they, they, they says, you know, we've challenged everybody. We might as well challenge another former tag team champion. Right. We'll challenge Blake, Blake and Murphy. Murphy. So, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be amazing. We'll get into the, the vignette we saw later, which was fucking weird, but we'll get into that one later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Our second match is Apollo Crews taking on 10-10-10 Ty Dillinger. Not 10, 10, 3, 2, 1. This match was pretty good. Um, yeah, um, you know, Ty Dillinger, since they've given him his perfect 10 game, even matches that he's lost, he's, he's not losing them like he's, nothing. He's, he's made all the wrestlers look good. This match was pretty split. Uh, Paulo Cruz would pick up the victory with the, uh, uh, I forget what it's called, like the, it's a, it's a, it's a power bomb. Of a power bomb, right. Um, and at the end, Apollo Cruz says, you know, I'm not pretty much my said I can't. I don't want a title match, but I want, I want to finish what I started two weeks ago against Baller. Baller, I'm challenging you to a one-on-one match, not for the title, just a one-on-one match, a respect match. And they go to Finn Baller uh, back. They're telling he's t- they want his thoughts about the three competitors, mm-hmm. thoughts about the triple threat match, <laughs> and, he might, and he pretty much says, you know what, Paulo, you name a day, you. we'll yeah. bring it on. Which I'm fucking looking forward which, to that. I'm match. thinking it's next week, if not the following. Yes, week. which is going to be fucking awesome. Third match, we see a NXT debut. Baron Corbin taking on the debuting Rich Swan for PWG. Swan was over as fuck. Yes. He, uh, they were doing all. The, they were cheering for him. He got some. For the PWG, he does this gimmick where he dances. And like they were, all, they were ch- chanting the the song that he comes out to. I think. Yeah, I believe so. Um, he gave Corbin everything he wanted, and then some. Did some pretty impressive maneuvers in the end. Uh, not. The end of days the it was the six, six, the six something, the yeah, deadly six, six. yes, yeah, so, uh, deep it, six, the deep six, which is pretty much the black hole slam with a twist because he does it a little bit different than Abyss right. and uh, Wade Barrett. One, two, three, Corbin. Which we thought Swan would win this to be in its, his debut, but I, 
I was thinking in the back of my head, you got three guys going into a triple threat match. Right. You don't want to have one of them booked horribly. Right, that's true. You want them going in with good momentum, Strong. and so far Corbin nice. had that. Carmella and Bailey are backstage interviewing for their upcoming tag team match against Emma and Alexa Bliss. Talking about how Emma, Emma, or talking about how Carmella is a well-deserved number one competitor, she, and Bailey can't wait to face her at the next NXT event, which I'm thinking is next week. Yes. Dawson and Wilder interrupt them and basically so put it, them to shits. They, they said they, it's, it's, it's sad when you can win a title, but your boys can't even do a goddamn. Yeah. Which is um, from the week before, uh, Enzo and Cass pretty much said, when we get the chance, we're going for you. Yeah. And we don't give a shit what the fuck we got to do. Those belts are leaving your waist, whether we win them or not. Right. So, be very interesting. But yeah, then we go into, I believe it was then we did have the Diva match. Yes. It was a Diva tag team match, which is Carmelo and Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss and Emma. T-1000 Emma. This match was... Very uh, interesting. This match was back and forth. All four Divas got in the match, I believe. Yes, all four um, had... Pop, pop. All four were booked very well. Yes, I agree. Um, four matches in. I think I mentioned this to you. This is probably not the best NXT I've seen, but pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Um, Back and forth, back and forth. In the end, Carmella had some weird submission maneuver on... Was it Bliss or Emma? I think uh, it was Bliss. Bliss. And Bliss tapped out. Yes. So Carmella going into this it's got momentum. title match has a lot of momentum. And uh, Carmella, or Carmella, Bailey might want to be on the lookout. As you mentioned, Finn Balor accepts Apollo Crews' challenge. Before the main event, we see a weird vignette with yeah. the vaudeville. So it's, it's pretty much the regular. And they're going to do their shaking hands. And they're like, you know, haha, you were madly mad. Oh, they don't do and that. all of a sudden, they turn to the camera. And all of a sudden, it gets all, and then it clears up, and it's like, so, okay, you can book the VOD villains like they are now and make them heal. I don't know why you want to change your gimmick up a little bit. Right. I don't, it's weird, because we we thought, oh, they're going to make their, they're, they're making their main roster. That's what we thought. Yeah, but maybe. the video package is like, they're going to make their... Really? Their, that's how you took it? That's how I took it. I took it as... Main roster debut. I took it as, like, no, like, this is, uh... That they're called villains for a reason, even though they cheered to, them. They're going back against the tag champions for the rematch. Yeah, who knows? Who um, knows? Main event match. Main event time. Match five. This is Johnny Gargano taking on Samoa Joe. Holy shit. This match is fucking amazing. This is just as good as the one we'll... Joe Ciampa. and uh, Champa. Yes. If not better. I am so happy Champa and, and Gargano are got regular contracts. I like the fact that you got these guys oh, like Rich Swan. They're so bringing them in. Now that they got this new guy they just signed, we'll talk here in a second. Could you imagine a match between Gargano and the new signing? Oh, yeah. Uh, there, there isn't one guy I can't see right. this guy not facing. Right. I, exactly. Um, holy shit. It's just, it's it? amazing. NXT is not OVW or FCW. No. NXT is its own brand. brand. And speaking of the signing, what we're going to right now. So well, well, well first of all, match, long uh, story short, Joe so, got the Kakita clutch okay. on a vicious kick to Gargano. Back and forth match, but in the end, got Kakita clutch. Joe walked out victorious. Don't be surprised if there's a rematch down the road because of the fact that these two had a great match. And don't be surprised if Gargano says, you know what, I had you beat. 
close, but... Ciampa, damn, they had him beaten. Right. So, like I said, I can see that one. Um, But NXT, we're proud to announce, he passed his physical. He crossed the, uh, or the T's and dotted the I's. Former TNA, X-Division, Tag Team, Heavyweight, you name it, he probably did it in TNA. Champion, Austin Aries, is heading to NXT. He's already in NXT, made his debut last night. On a NXT, taping, NXT, let's NXT not, taping. let's keep it hush-hush, because we already know who his first rivalry is going to be, so. Yes. Keep yes. it hush-hush, because sometimes it's okay to say, this is what's coming up on NXT, and sometimes it's like, ah, let's leave it waiting. Right. Um, wow. Yes. This is just amazing. I how can't wait to see the guys in New Japan. So get bringing Austin Aries. Which brings me to my next point. TNA apparently is going after AJ Styles and these guys from New Japan. TNA. But the thing's because, already been... Because they... This was not before, but now wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to correct you. They tried to. Oh, they tried Because to. remember, they are officially... I mean, we know what right. WWE signed them. TNA wanted AJ Styles because they're on Pop TV and what says well, no, doesn't say heard, new rings of Pop TV. Because right. I heard Styles. I heard they were AJ Styles like TNA's got an attorney after AJ Styles because apparently AJ Styles and Bullet Club all decided just to say fuck you we're not gonna do our contractual agreement with you guys that we already have with you guys. That's what I heard. But ah hmm. uh, I. I don't know what to make of that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it, it, um, pretty good NXT. Austin Aries is in NXT. Can't wait to see the TV debut of Austin. And Aries. I love how these guys are getting. What I can hear from his music is pretty badass. And and I'm loving how these guys are getting. A lot of guys are getting the, these contracts where they can do independent and NXT. Yes, I like that a lot actually. Um, two brief stories. Um. Sunny, it's official. She will not be signing or, or selling her Hall of Fame ring, but she is going to be doing some about Wow. Sunny side up through the back door. Yes. I, I, I wish I could make that name up, but I can't. And we made the joke yeah, that's going to probably be, end up being a show pop theater. As, I, you know what? Okay. I'd rather do that than uh, back door in China. Or one night, or two nights. Night one night, two dogs, and one cat in China. Yeah, I agree. Um, because Sunny, you can look at Sunny. China is the fucking elephant man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I'm pretty? No! No! But, uh, oh god, I'm such an asshole. And Sunny's voice is much better than China's nasal. Yeah, no shit. Though Sunny likes her packs of cigarettes. Um. So, on that note... Oh, and Tetsuya Naito, who is a part of the Los Ingrables... Fuck you, Greg, if I said that wrong. In New Japan. Yes. We'll be leaving New Japan. Going he's still under contract, but he's doing stuff with CMLL. Yes. Not shocked when he was fucking attacking Atlantis yeah. on the uh, Fantastical Mystico... Fant the show they had with CMLL. Fantastical Mania. Holy shit, James. I would give you a Coke, but it's your own pop, so I can't. <laughs> Yes, apparently I will be. Ah, uh, plans. Who needs them? Just make them happen. I don't know. You know what? I think I'm going to run for President of the United States. I know it's too late, but I don't care. It's going to do it. Bam. Oh, that's such a bad insight. Yes. Ah! That's such a bad joke, but okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, since 1993, America has been in love 
live raw, uncooked, uncut, and uncensored. Ooh, yeah. And I decided with our Nitro episode, with what we're going to be doing with the five bloodiest brawls of all time episode, James, I want you to watch... Pick five matches from the great history of Raw that you love, that you enjoyed, that makes you jizz in your pants. What? And write them down. We're gonna review them. And We're gonna talk about it. That made me jizz in my pants, especially two out of the five. Oh, keep it back in your pants. Ah, oh, so na 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 na. What? <laughs> Thorn in your eye. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna say my five, and uh, James will say his five. I don't have the dates. But it's not hard, people. You should look it up on the network. The first match of five. Retirement match. Career versus career. From the second week of Raw. Or the third week of Raw. Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning versus the Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair. Um, This was an amazing match based on, one, it's Ric Flair and Kurt Henning. Two, these two battled like it would be the end of their career. Um, these two NWB. went back and forth. Yes, NWE. Um, uh, Flair did. Henning stayed until about 95, 96. Um, Henning, this was back and forth. Both guys being dirty. Of course, the rules are made to be broken. These two are going to do it. There was blood from, I believe, Kurt Henning. Flair had some blood. Back and forth. Very technical. The guys were fucking killing each other. Um, Flair was fucking using brass knuckles and whatnot. Bobby Heenan was on commentary going fucking bonkers because Ric Flair was his man, and if Ric Flair loses, he has no more meal ticket. In the end, we have a beautiful, perfect plex by Kurt Henning. One, two, three. Ric Flair goes bye-bye. Kurt Henning stays in WWE. Well, yeah, technically he did yeah. for that time. Um, this was an amazing uh, match. Not really any notes up for the fact that he did a, a really cool, uh, his perfect plex was very fucking amazing. And that these guys just fucking killed each other. Now, Ric Flair, or Ric Flair, yeah. Kurt Henning, of course, we all know, passed away. But what were your thoughts on Ric Flair, or Kurt Henning, the man, the myth, Mr. Perfect? The well, you're stealing, you're stealing some uh, things from uh, from what I do with Tales from the Turnbuckle, which can be seen on YouTube. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, cheap pop. Cheap pop, and I'm not McFoley. What do I, what, I, I, honestly, he, he never won the WWE Heavyweight title. But the title that he did win, the two-time IC champion, the multiple-time champion in AWA. I was the U.S. champion. U.S. champion in WCW, I believe twice. A TV champion, a multiple tag team champion in WCW. Um, he was with NWO. He, had, he was in an NWO. He was in the West Texas Rednecks. Yes. He had a pretty good career. And I, he's always been one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Um, and I just wonder if he would have given the chance. I think he would have been a good WWF Heavyweight Champion, though he was at the wrong time period because it was Hulkamania. It was the, it was it was it was the era of the muscly men. Yes, did and I thought his second stint was very good. No, did he ever wrestle in Japan? He probably did, but I don't think he had a lengthy stint. Okay, because that would have been cool to see. Oh well, yeah, no shit. Because I'm sure he probably because I, I think he would have gave whoever the IWGP Champion was at the time. Oh, he probably would have. He probably would have got given had a great matches with Tenru. Yes. Probably would have gone at it with Shono and Muda. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. Yeah. So my second match. 
starts off with HBK, and he says, you know what, I'm the IC champion, I don't give a crap who I face, I'll kick their ass anytime, anywhere, doesn't matter. We see a guy in a hoodie jump out of the crowd and out of the ring. Uh-oh, security, first of all, security, where, come on, this is a fan, takes his hood off and says, and takes his hood off, and it's Marty Jannetty. And he says, oh, so you'll defend your IC title belt anywhere, anytime? Why don't you be, uh, why don't you, uh, be a man of your word and do it tonight? Or Shawn Michaels, you know, da-da-da. Well, Vince McMahon's like, wait a minute, Shawn. You said you'd do it anywhere, anytime. Did you not? So because of Jack Tunney, it's made official. For the IC title, Marty Jannetty versus HBK Shawn Michaels. So it's back and forth, back and forth. Marty Jannetty's your momentum. Shawn Michaels got this look on his face. Oh, fuck. I'm fucked. That's got to be one of my favorite Shawn Michaels Marty Jannetty matches. That's better than the Rumble 93. Yes. Because Marty Jannetty isn't drunk in this match. Uh, freaking Janetti, he's just getting a lot of momentum in, and Janetti, and Michaels leaves, and he's about ready to go for the fuck it, you win my count out, when he stops, and he's got this, oh, fuck, camera turns around, it's Kurt Henning, and Kurt Henning goes, where? he's throwing his towel, going, where do you think you're going? Michaels goes back in the ring, of course, Michaels gets some cheap shots, Michaels hits a crescent kick, Michaels is just floating up and down, like, hey, I got Janetti, it's over, da-da-da. When out of nowhere, Mr. Perfect throws his white towel right in Shawn Michaels' face, causing him to go, oh, oh shit, lose his balance. Janetti catches him with a roll-up. One, two, three. Holy shit, we have a new IC champion, and his name is Mario Janetti X-Rock. Amazing match. Well, it's one of my favorite matches from Raw. Uh, Raw. Honestly, all five of these could have made a multiple list. Oh, number yes. one. Could have made a number one for I, multiple I, lists. I, I, I went going through, like, I don't know if you had this. But I was going through network and like the raw matches. I could add more than five. Oh, oh yeah. We, um, maybe next year we'll, this won't be five. Maybe we'll redo this again and maybe we'll have a two-parter. Okay. Awesome. Because I mean, I, I know I know you're thinking, man. Yeah, because like there was like there was a raw there was a raw I actually got it on my list, but there was a raw that I didn't put on a list. And it's like the, that retirement match was Flair and uh, Perfect, and then like. Oh yeah, there's some. There's. Uh, I'll tell about. Um, I'll get into my summary noble mentions when I'm before my number five. But uh, anywho, <coughs> so that night that the icy tile changed, a lot of people call it the night of upset. Well, why? Well, because of that match and the next match. Well, yeah, especially when no, he he disappeared because he was fired. Right. But this next match is an upset too. This is on the same night. Same night. Okay. I shit you not. You can look this up. I believe. You. Ray, so we see Razor Ramon enter the ring, and you know they have the raw chicks, the fat chicks, but first of all, I love his music. And I also loved his Sega game version of his music. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the 8-bit cartridge. Um, he he goes out, and he, of course he's, he's being mean to the fat raw chick frogs. And he just comes in the ring, and they're pretty much this is a regular Razor Ramon match. And we see this guy in the ring, and Ray, Macho Man is like, well, what the hell do we call him? Last week we called him the Kamikaze Kid. The week before we called him the Lightning Kid. What do we call him? I don't imagine this is. So, this is a fucking awesome episode. I believe Bobby Heen goes, well, I just call him some little punk kid. We'll call him the kid. Now, these matches I have, they might not be the prettiest of matches, but when I picked these matches, they brought out a lot of emotion in me. They made me go, holy shit. They made me want to root even harder. And these are matches why I'm a wrestling fan. Well, I can't really think of a Tatanka match from uh, Raw. Right. But these are matches on why 
Why are you a wrestling fan? Okay, so watch. I mean, these are great matches from Raw, but if some guy's like, this is why I watch wrestling. Yes, okay. Razor Ramon is just kicking the shit out of this kid guy. Just spanking him. Throws him an Irish whip in the corner. Bell ready to charge. He fucking chest hits. One, two, three kid ducked. So Razor's fucking dazed. And the one, two, three kid's like looking at Razor and like, he's got that novelle thing with like, so Ramon's fucking standing. He's going backwards. <laughs> one, two, three kid fucking whips up, lift, leaps up to the top rope, does a beautiful moonsault. One, two, three. Holy shit, the jobber won. One, two, three kid gets the upset. Fucking people are going bonkers because who'd have thought this kid would beat Razor? Fucking Razor's like, what the hell, Bobby Heen? Even Bobby Heen's like, oh, dude, I saw it. You were down. One, two, three. Randy Savage getting him sick shit because Randy Savage and Razor had a rivalry. And one, two, three kids fucking jumping up and down in the stands. But just, I mean, who'd have thought? And this guy, I mean, in, but, but one, two, three kid, when he debuted, it wouldn't be until about a year or two later, he was a toothpick. Yeah, oh. I mean, he got some muscle, but I mean, he, he was a toothpick. My next match. I'll just sum it up as this Mick Foley, who wrestled for our company as Cactus Jack. Is gonna win the WWF Heavyweight Title. Huh! That's gonna put butts in the seats. WCW. Oh boy! I bet you if you would have known that would have killed Tony you, Shavani you would have done it. Fucking, Tony Schiavone should be fucking ashamed of himself. For oh, he was. He was. Mankind versus The Rock. So mankind. He earlier in the night he gets his way. He goes. I want a no DQ match for the title. I believe he played the man with Paul and Shane. Right. So he come, mankind comes out and he has DX, China, Road Dog, Hunter, Billy Gunn, and I. Did he have X Pac? I can't remember. No, I think X Pac. He might have. Yeah, he did have X Pac. Yes. And I believe. No, King wasn't. No. No. And coming with the Rock, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Big Boss Man, Ken Shamrock, and this is a test. 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 Corporate Ministry. No, the Corporation. corporation. So, I love this match because there's a lot of shots at Nitro. No, this is the rock. This is the rock that. This is the uh, rock after the uh, 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 mind game tournament. Not mind game. Uh, deadly game tournament. Oh, okay. So, pretty much no DQ. At one point, Rock's fucking on the commentary, drinking water, fucking smacks it right in fucking mankind's face. There's a vicious spot where he fucking throws him into a steel steps and uses the steel steps. Oh, this was the breakup. From Rock and Sock next No, year, right? this is way before Rock and Sock. Okay. Going back and forth, except Rock, just showing why he's the people's champion, why he's the dominant champion. And fucking Mankind, he starts to get a little bit of offense. He gets the Mamble Claw in there, and fucking Ken Shamrock comes out of nowhere, well, not really out of nowhere, comes out of the ring. Bam! Hits Mankind with a chair. Then out of nowhere, fucking Billy, come, Billy Gunn comes in and bam! Spears him. Yeah, I got phlegm in my float. Phlegm in my float? Phlegm in my throat. I can't say the Denver Warriors or the Golden State Nuggets, apparently. And anyway, shit's just breaking loose. Rock gets a rock bottom, though. Rock bottom. I think ready to do the people's elbow, and all of a sudden... There's a referee's knockdown. And the referee's either knocked down or distracted. Steve Austin comes in. He takes care of Ken Shamrock. There's a vicious chair shot on the rock. Takes Mankind's lifeless body... Throws it on the rock. One, two, three. 
Mankind wins a WWF World Heavyweight Champion. That will put butts in the seats. And that did put butts in the seats, apparently, because it made him turn off Nitro to, to uh, Raw. Fun fact! Same night Mankind wins a title. Would you like to know the main event on Nitro? Wasn't it a WCW... It was a heavyweight title match, match, all right. It's a very infamous... Um... Just put it this way, a lot of people won Pokemon with this card. Ha 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 ha. That's a bad joke. Not Pikachu. No, it's the more like the finger poke of doom. Yeah, well, <laughs> Nash was. Thank you, WCW. That was a bad joke. No, it wasn't. But again, like, who, who'd have thought a towel change would happen on Raw? It is mankind. Very solid movie, but yeah. Yeah, it's mankind. And. What the hell? Just bam, he, he don't want it. Now, my fifth match. Okay, my notables. Okay. 1993 King of the Ring qualifier. Kurt Henning versus Doink the Clown. Yes. Um, also, Steiners versus the Quebecers. Quebec Providence rules match. Nasty Boys versus the Head Shrinkers. Yes. 1-2-3 Kid versus Bret Hart for the World Heavyweight title. Assuming the Heavyweight title. Hmm. You're getting tactical. Fuck you. Yokozuna versus Earthquake Sumo match. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin versus Triple H. Shelton Benjamin versus HBK Gold Rush tournament match. Is that the one where he does the springboard to the face? Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. the one with HBK. Yes. The Milan Miracle match. That's the one with the you know, Umaga. But Santino comes on the crowd oh, in his okay. debut. Santino versus Jack Swagger for the U.S. title. Yes. And every, and when I say every, I mean every U.S. Open Challenge match. No, from uh, Repo Man. <laughs> My fifth match. I say the only bad U.S. Open Challenge match from Cena. I wouldn't say it was a bad one, but I'd say it's hard to say a really bad one. Though. Right. Well, I'd say it's hard, but I'd have to say probably the one with God. I can't even think of one. You see, that's what I mean. It's I mean he even him and Kane killed it. Yeah, and that's weird because. Very seldom you I don't like the... Okay, a lot of people know this. I hate the Stardust game. But, the Stardust but that was wasn't a bad match. match. Okay, so. Match number five. It's going to weird you out, but there's a reason why I have it. Because again, it brings out the emotion in me. It makes me love wrestling even more. Triple H versus the Spirit Squad. In a five, and I believe it was a five-on-one handicap match. Yes. So what they do is it's a no-DQ match. And Vincent Man says, you know what? We don't need a fucking referee. Get the hell out of here. So it starts off with Triple H versus one Spirit Squad member. And then Mitch Man says at certain points, it could be a minute from now, it could be 10 seconds from now, it could be 20 minutes from now, I'm going to call out a member. So we start off with one member. Triple H is getting a lot of offense in. He's doing really good. Spirit Squad, the guy gets a lot of momentum, and then the second one comes in. Triple H starts fighting back, whatnot. Third one comes in. Fourth one comes in, and Triple H is fucked. Spirit Squad is owning Triple H. They're kicking his ass, they're taking names, they're chewing bubblegum. And all of a sudden, they're like, doing this. And nothing's happening. There's one more Spirit Squad member. Nothing's fucking happening. What the hell? All of a sudden, you see one of them fucking thrown out to the stage. Boom, 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 boom. And the camera shows the guy, Spirit Squad guy, but they don't show the whole stage. All of a sudden, the fucking fans are... And Shawn Michaels, in a shirt who, in the previous week, had a fucking a Tennessee Jam... Done to his leg with a chair on it by a uh, King Dykstra. That's a, a guillotine leg drop right. from top rope. 
And Shawn Michaels looks at him, looks at Vince, and fucking bam! Sweet chin music on the Spirit Squad guy. He runs out there. He's got, I believe he has a chair, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels are just kicking ass, kicking ass, shooting bubblegum. They're getting a lot of momentum, and all of a sudden they're looking at each other. And Triple H pushes Shawn. And Shawn pushes Triple H. And they're looking at each other. And they do the fucking DX side. And DX is fucking back! They take out one Spirit Squad member. They take out another Spirit Squad member. Pedigree. Sweet shit music. Bunch of suck it sides. They look at Vince McMahon. Pretty much like a fuck you. And DX is back in the WWE. Holy shit. Those are my five matches. Holy Some God. of them not pretty. Best one was WC, or DX is back in WWE would have to be Raw 1000. Yeah, that was really cool. With Damian Sandow and whatnot. Yes. But, well, uh, hold on, we gotta, talk, we gotta talk about what we're gonna do with these. It's gonna ah. be like common trash. Yes. But, uh, anyway. Yeah. Those are your five. Some of them better than others. Some of them. Maybe it's like, well, duh, everyone have that mask. Well, yeah, but it, it means a lot to me. Those are my five. James. L. Please. My five. I'm going to start from earliest to latest. Oh, 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 he thinks he's a regular Greg Jones over here. Earliest to latest. Yes. Two matches happened on the same night. Okay. Uh, first one we're going to start with. December 13th, 1999, episode of Monday Night Raw. Edge and Christian come out to the ring, and Jim Ross is like, well, is it going to be Edge and Christian? Well, or no, sorry. The Hardy Boys come out first, and they're like, well, I don't think they're going to put... This is when Tori was... Or not Tori. Um, not Lita, but... uh, Oh, Terry. Terry was with them. Okay. They're like, I don't think they're going to put Terry in the, in, the, in the cage. And all of a sudden, Matt and Jeff get in the cage. They're like, okay. So Matt Jeff is in the cage waiting for their opponents. So well, Jim Ross is like, well, who's their opponents going to be? All of a sudden, you think you know your edgy Christian team. Holy shit. Yes, this match is going to be a cage match. Holy shit. This, this rivalry, they mentioned that the rivalry, this rivalry is fucking just blown over from the TLC matches they've had. The latter match that they just recently had, I believe, was at... Uh, uh, There's no mercy. No mercy. Yes, thank you. Um... Drop kicks by Christian. Holy shit, I'm surprised he can hit the drop kicks. That's probably why he has concussions nowadays. Uh, maybe. Uh, Powerbomb by Matt Hardy. First, the rules of this match, basically, I forgot to mention before this match started, was the rules of this match, first member of each team, so like if Jeff Jeff gets out, the Hardy Boys win. If Matt gets out, Hardy Boys win. And so on and so, on and so forth. So basically, one member of each team, or one member of the team, has to get out and the whole team wins. Which is weird because usually isn't it both members of the team? Mm -hmm. They did it differently back in 1999 apparently. Okay. <clears throat> the leg sweep are... I believe it was Christian does a Russian leg sweep off the top rope to one of the Hardy Boys and holy shit, that was fucking phenomenal. Um, you don't see too many top rope Russian leg sweeps anymore. Okay. But that was fucking brutal. Um, just, Jeff climbs up to the top of the cage. Think, okay, the Hardys are going to win this match. Well, for no reason, Jeff turns around, attempts a swanton on Christian, and Christian, or, uh, Edge moves out of the way. I thought it was Edge, but, or, yeah. Anyway. <coughs> Edge climbs up to the top. Oh, Hard Edge and Christian's going to win. Edge turns around and does a corkscrew crossbody off the top of the fucking cage. Holy shit. 
Matt tries to climb out, but caught by Edge. Matt and Christian... Matt... So, Matt and Christian are climbing over the rope. They're battling each other on the cage. All of a sudden, they both fall on the floor. Okay. All of a sudden, the ref... Uh, I don't know who hit the floor first. I don't know who hit the floor first. Uh, I don't remember who the ring announcer was. I think it was... Uh, it might have been... Uh, uh, who the fuck is the ring announcer? Uh, it wasn't... What's his name? Finkel. My man Lillian Garcia. Okay. Says, um, both competitors' feet hit the floor, foot hit the floor at the same time. This match continues. So it's just Jeff and Edge in the ring. Holy shit, these two have awesome, awesome chemistry in the ring. Jeff escapes, but is caught. And in the, where you put your, where you put a child on your shoulders, maneuver. Right, 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 right. And allows... Edge to escape through the cage door. Your winners, Edge and Christian. Holy shit, this match was fucking phenomenal. Second match from December 13th, 1999. You might remember this. Okay. Rock and Sock Connection taking on the Dudley Boys. Holy shit. Yes. Holy shit, this match was fucking awesome. Dudley Boys are doing a promo in the middle, like walking up to the ring, cutting the promo, talking about Rock and Sock and how... The Rock is like a horror, like bad person and whatnot. So Rock cuts him off and tells him that, and says, "Who in the Rudy Poo are you?" Because I guess he's like, and Jim Ross is like, uh, he knows who these guys are. Right. Bubba Ray or Bubba, the Dudley's get attacked by Rock and some mankind. Rock hit the reverse, the back, the reverse elbow, suplex. By Bubba Dudley, holy shit, his suplexes are amazing, even for a guy as fat as he is. Even at this time, he had some weight on him. Double teamed by the Dudleys. Mankind distracts the ref. Rockets will blow. How many times have you seen that? Holy shit, yeah. Mankind with a near fall, two count. Rocket Sock declared winners by DQ! What? Triple H comes out. Go tell me what you can do. Anyway, with with <laughs> Stephanie McMahon, they come out. Yeah, we're talking about that Triple H. This is not the time Triple H and Stephanie are in charge of Raw. Ah, uh, okay, right. Because Vincent Shane left to go somewhere, and so Stephanie and Triple H are in charge. It says the match is no the match now is no DQ. What the hell are you doing, referee? This match was. At first, this match has been no DQ match. What are you doing? This match continues. So, therefore, the match continues. Um, Rock hits both Dudleys with the chair. Awesome spot. Um, just hear the chair shots. is fucking hella wicked. Rock slams Bubba's head into the steel steps. Bubba's been busted open. Oh, shit. Shit's about to get real. Right. The Rock with the swinging neckbreaker. Now, for those of you who don't know the swinging neckbreaker, it looks like a regular neckbreaker, but he swings them into it. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the uh, uh, like the shake rattle and roll. Yes, that's but yeah. Um, for a count of two, Devon and Bubba team double team mankind on the outside. Cause like, mankind tried to interfere and like Bubba like threw him out of the ring, so Bubba and Devon both went out to the outside. Beat the shit out of mankind like usual. <coughs> Sorry, I'm kind of. I think I'm getting sick or some shit. I don't know. It's because I'm here. But anyway, 
Awesome outside spot. Devon with the flying or on the outside and Devon flying headbutt is like the low blow. The yeah. up. Um double underhook DDT by mankind. Tag by Foley, spine buster to Devon, people's elbow by the rock, two count. Bubba pulls out the ref. We see a referee come down with a Vince McMahon mask. Yeah. Kids in the ring. Does one, two, three. Your winners. The Devon. The Dudleys. Over the rock. The sock connection. Fucking pulls out the mask. I'll snow. Uh... Uh, Triple H and Stephanie come back out and say, or basically say, the ref, the regular referee's not even in the ring. So this, this fall apparently doesn't mean jack shit because... Al Snow wasn't even a referee. The Rock hits the rock bottom, and the Rock and Sock connection get the victory. So three times, twice, three times, two times this match could have been over with in the past. But because of Hickory, Dickory, and Doc, Doc, the mouse ran up the dick, this match did not end. March 5th, 2001, episode of Monday Night Raw. Which I'd like to take a guess of what this match was. This wasn't no now. This match was a, not a regular Raw match. Okay. I'll, I'll let you decipher that. So it's not a regular Raw match. No, it's a Raw match, but it's not a Raw match. Just a WCW. Yes. Okay. It is for the WCW US Championship. Okay. It's a. It's basically an impromptu match. Okay. We didn't know this match was going to happen. Kurt Angle, the WCW US Champion. Let that sink in, everybody. Let that, everybody, let that sink in. The WCW US Champion, Kurt Angle, comes out, does a promo, cuts promo in the ring about Austin and how, how, well, how could you stutter me last week for no reason? You're supposed to be on, uh, on our team, which was uh, Team, uh, Inva team uh, Alliance, Alliance. Yes. Which this match. This match has an ending that's kind of fucked up, but it makes sense because of what the pay-per-view is coming up, which is Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. The one, the all-or-nothing match. Right. The Team Alliance versus Team WWF. Holy shit, that match is fucking amazing. Anyways, Kurt Angle is talking about, he cuts in a promo about Stone Cold Steve Austin and how, you know what, you need to come out here and apologize to me for stunnering me in the middle of the ring. All of a sudden... We hear Rob Zombie's music. And it's yeah, 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 It's Edge in his pretty colorful outfit. Edge challenges Angle for the title. Okay, says, who are you? He says, I'm not Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I, I know that's not supposed to happen, but I'm challenging you for the U.S. title. Angle try or uh, Angle gets a one count, and then a two count after, like he's like mat wrestling with, he's trying to mat wrestle with Edge. Okay. Basically trying to go to his uh, technical wrestling, but Edge is not having it. Gets a one count, then a two count. Edge hits hits the drop toe hold into a chin lock. Edge gets a two count because Angle breaks out of it. Uh, Edge slams him, gets a two count. Angle belly to bellies. Edge over the top rope. Holy, Holy shit. shit. To the floor. Really? Yes. 
belly to belly to him over the top rope to the floor. Like they were leaning against the ropes and like Edge was beating the crap out of Angle, and Angle just picked belly to belly to him over the top rope. It's a fucking amazing spot. Angle stop does the mud hole stomps in the corner to Edge. Edge does a shoulder tackle. Holy shit! Tries the double axe handle. Angle or angle or Edge goes up to the top rope. Tries the double axe handle. Angle. Angle reverses and hits Edge with the belly to belly. Holy shit! This match is off. Then does a beautiful. I mean, he could he could have done this better. A beautiful Angle moonsault. I mean, between Angle, Vader, and Muda. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! They gotta have probably the prettiest three moonsaults. No, Vader Vader's rarely hit. Rarely hit, but Angles hit more than Vader's most of the time. This time, he misses. Uh, angle hits the Angle Slam. Think, okay, it's over. One, two, three. No, Angle straps come down. Locks an Ankle Lock. All of a sudden... Oh, Kane, okay. Yes, Kane returns after... Angle, shit, I believe it was, broke his ankle two weeks before in an ankle lock, or with the steel steps. Okay. Anyway, Angle hurt, Kane's ankle. Ang- angle, here's Kane's music, but Kane's nowhere to be seen. Kane, Angle turns around to the spear. One, two, three, we have a new WCW US champion, Edge. Kane comes through the crowd. Angle doesn't see him. And Kane... Freaking angle backs up like uh, no one's behind me, whatever. Turns around, see Kane. Kane starts beating the shit out of him. All of a sudden, out come the alliance. Hammer Dreamer gets chokeslammed. Um, I believe it. Uh, who was the other one that came out? Uh, might have been Billy Kidman. He gets chokeslammed. Holy shit! Kane was on a warpath, and it is. Jr. Jr. mentions the obvious. Kane's part of the team WWF at. Survivor Series, 2001. Holy shit. Okay. How far? Holy shit. Have you seen that match? No. I ha- I've i seen Edge as U.S. champion. He Because uh, at the, inv- uh, the Survivor Series, he wrestled a test in a unification match where they, they it's like the U.S. title versus the European. But no, that's okay. I, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that's that's one to watch. It's, that's how that match comes about. Because Edge beats Angle for the title. And I don't remember who Angle... Beat for the U.S. I right? know. I know Canyon had the title. So Korean could have beaten Canyon. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Match number four. Yes. It's from... I don't remember when because I forgot to write down the date. But it was from Chicago. Okay. Mm. This is the incident. Brock Lesnar destroyed J&J Security Star. This is that wrong. Okay, I know the okay, so I know what you Matt I know what Matt you picked. Cesaro versus Cena, US Open Champion Open I open challenge number two. This is the second week in a row that Cesaro does first time Cesaro thought he I I got Cena beat Cena beat him. Okay, whatever. Goes off following week <coughs> Cena does the open challenge starts now. We think it's gonna be Kevin Owens. Right. Owens gets in the ring. It's gonna be Kevin Owens. All of a sudden, <laughs> Cesaro's music hits, and Cesaro says, "Sorry, Kevin Owens, but I almost had Cena beat last week. 
which both these matches, holy shit, match of the year material. Mm -hmm. This match, holy fuck. I have almost fucking two pages of notes for this fucking match. That's how good this fucking match Wow. Is. Okay. Yes. It's like the whole front page and then like part of the back page. Yes. This match is fucking phenomenal. Cena rolls out of the ring to like, cause like Cesaro's like doing stuff in the ring and like he put, like hits Cena. Cena rolls out of the ring. Okay. To like take a break from Cesaro. Cena takes down Cesaro. So Cena goes for the five knuckle shuffle and gets clothesline, vicious clothesline. Okay. By Cesaro. Drop kick by Cena. Holy shit, he can actually do it. Hanging, hanging suplex. They like, he's got him up there. Probably a good 10, 15 second count. I shit you not. That's how good, how fucking Fine. long he's got him held up. Cesaro does a fucking, like, he squats down. Right, and yeah. Then, it's, uh, Sting used to do it. Yeah. Holy shit. He gets a two count. Two count for Cesaro. And Cesaro <coughs> slaps on the sleeper. Cena somehow powers out of it. Shoulder tackle by Cena. Backbreaker. Uh, Cena goes for another shoulder tackle. Cesaro catches him, gives him a triple little back backbreaker. Okay. Cena goes for another five knuckle shuffle. But again, Cesaro goes for the clothesline but misses. And Cesaro goes for it again. Cesaro locks in the crossface this time. Yes. Uh, Cena powers out of it to an AA, then Cesaro counters this match is fucking counter after counter after counter after counter. Yes. Cesaro, multiple gut wrench suplexes. I believe he did three in a row. Trice. Trice. Trice in a row. Um, holy shit, the power of Cesaro. It's, just, uh, it's sad because Cesaro's out with an injury, but... Uh, yeah, no shit, kidding. I can't wait for he comes back. Cesaro counter... Okay, then Cesaro... He gets a two, two count after the multiple gut wrench suplexes. Cesaro does his running corner uppercuts. Yes. fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Cesaro... Or Cena powers out of the swing into a DDT. Cesaro goes for the Cesaro swing. All right. Cena starts climbing up him, does the DDT. Holy shit, gets a two count. Cesaro does the running uppercut to Cena. Cena rolls through. It's like, so Cena does the uppercut, goes up top for a crossbody. Cena catches him, rolls through. Uh, tries to do the AA, but of course, Cesaro reverses. Cesaro did a uh, uh, you know how Cena does the second rope stunner? stunner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Cesaro did a second rope fucking flying, or uh, spinning uppercut. Okay. Holy shit, that was fucking awesome. They, they battle to the outside. Cesaro hits a fall away slam in the barricade, and JBL's like, he did it better than I could because I'm not as strong as Cesaro. Because JBL used to, remember, he used to do the fall away yeah. slam, yes. and yeah, not as good as Cesaro. Cesaro gets back body dropped into the timekeeper area. Like, Cena's like leaning up against the timekeeper area. So, like, Cesaro's going to do for another uppercut, but Cena catches him, back bodies him into the timekeeper's area. Cesaro catches Cena with an uppercut. Like, Cena was laying on the other side of the ring, like, where they come in. 
Cena was like leaning up against it. He caught him in an uppercut, caught him in the shoulder. So I, you know, I mentioned that because it looked like Cena was hurt after that. Cena does the top rope leg drop for two count. Holy shit, these two are battling each other. Uh, uh, hopefully they have another match eventually down the road. But holy shit, Cesaro does the pop up uppercut. Oh Jesus, yep. Yeah, the pop up uppercut. I call it well because that's basically what it is. It's the pop up uppercut. Well, he caught Cena's chest. He didn't catch him fully on the jaw. Because if he was in on the jaw, the match would have fucking went over. Holy shit. We catches him on the chest. Two count. Cesaro kicks out at, out at two after Cena hits the AA. Holy shit. I'm, I'm not too many people could say they kicked out of the AA. Cesaro swings to Cena. And then locks in a sharpshooter. Cesaro then switches it into the crossface after Cena looks like Cena's going to break out of the... Out of the uh, sharpshooter. Yes. Well, Cesaro switches it and goes into the crossface. Okay. Cena then a bunch of like back and forth moves. Cena locks in the STF. After, yeah, counter after counter. Cesaro counters the STF into a fucking suplex. Like Cena's got him in the STF and gets up and like, yeah, it's it's fucking phenomenal. We gotta see it. Fucking amazing. Two count. Cena goes for the springboard center. Fail. All right. Epic fail of the year, I think. Like, he goes for it. He, like, just barely grazes Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Goes for another AA, but Cesaro counters it into the neutralizer for two. Cesaro locks in yet another crossface. This is crossface number three. But Cena reaches the ropes. Cesaro suplex for the apron over the ropes. That's the where Cesaro standing on the suffocate rope and he suplexes the guy back into the ring. Yes. <clears throat> Cena does a sit out power bomb, which is fucking just weird. But he does a sit out power bomb for a two. John Cena and Cesaro battling in the corner. Cena gets Cesaro on the second rope. Second rope eight uh, attitude adjustment. Cena gets the three. Retains the U.S. title. Uh, Kevin Owens then comes out and attacks Cena. But, of course, Cena being Super Cena. Only gives, or gets beat up a little bit. And then gives Owens the AA. Which leads up to a match for uh, Battleground. Yes. Holy shit, that match was fucking phenomenal. Match fucking of the year. I'd have to say, probably one of my most favorite matches that I've seen, and Greg actually caught this part of this match when I was watching, and he's like, God, I miss Cena Punk. Mm-hmm. Which I think you know where I'm going with this Yes. Match. Raw 1000. Yes. Cena, gave, Cena basically, a week before, prior, came out, see Punk was vulnerable, Big Show's like, cash it in, cash it in. Cena's like, yeah. so he grabs the mic, says, see, Punk, at Raw 1000, I'm cashing in my money in the bank. Briefcase for a shot at the title. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. It's for the WWE Spinner Belt title. CM Punk headlocks Cena. Hammerlocked by Punk. Punk's trying... I think he's doing more or less like uh, amateur wrestling styles because he's doing like hammerlocks, headlocks, wrist right. locks. Arm, arm bars. Cena hip tosses Punk. 
to the ground. Punk favoring his back. Cause apparently something happened with his back during the Big Show match. It hurt his back a little bit. Okay. I guess. Yes. Cena does a back body or back body drop to Cena by Punk. Sorry. This match is fucking brutal. Goes back and forth. Each each wrestler getting in their moves. There's a referee. The referee bump spot. Referee gets knocked out of the ring. Well, well, it's a bit. Big Show comes in. Freaking hit hits Cena with the WMD, which for those of you who don't know, it's a weapon of mass destruction. Which is the fist, the slow punch to the mm-hmm. face. Yes. Uh, Punk is like, what the hell just happened? Uh, goes, gets a, the referee gets back in the ring. Punk, I guess, pins Cena. One, two, Cena kicks out. Cena hits the AA. Big Show comes back out. Referee sees it this time. Big Show comes in, hits. Hits Cena and costs Cena the title. Mm-hmm. Cena attempted attempt to cash in the money in the bank. But all in all, Cena ends up losing, and it's the first time anybody has lost the briefcase match. Holy crap. A lot of good matches there. Yeah, the fact that the WCW US title match was the build up to the fucking Survivor Series. Right. Holy shit, yes, I just. It's fucking phenomenal um this actually this episode was a lot of fun i can't wait to do our next five favorite matches which i think in just the february is the bloodiest brawls the funniest the funniest the, the bloodiest, bloodiest, bloodiest brawls, what did oh which i can't wait to do um but yeah this was a lot of fun yeah i i, 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 I like doing it when we did the wcw ones no, um, doing this one, yeah. Then doing but, this uh, one. These these were a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. So on that note, I'll OSW review. Yes. Thoughts and seats podcast. Fans podcast, right? What'd you say? Uh yeah, human yeah. suplex machine. Yes. Or human podcast machine. Human podcast machine. Solomon sounds off. Turnbuckle throwbacks. Uh that's pretty much it. JR's podcast, Talk is Jericho, Austin podcast. So that being said, for January 23rd of 2016, I'm Donald Smith. I'm James Larson. And that's, we had a fun doing this. Yes. We are out. Do it again.